Let's get started. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Do not attempt to adjust your down. Transmit live. Yo, let's get down to business. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Right. the underground world, every street and world. You may learn something. You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Matt Floyd. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. My name is Matt Floyd, joined as always by Kamar. Welcome to the party. And Simon. Salutations and greetings. Back on camera, for those of you not watching, you might want to what, check out what? our YouTube. Uh, for those of you that are uh, new to the show, what we do here is very simple. The three of us have listened to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week. We're going to rate each episode as well as the week on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernons. Uh, we're then going to talk about each guest, the talking points, give our opinions, this, that, and the next. Uh, but first, Kamara's going to read off the new Patreons. Hello, old listeners and new listeners like It's my pleasure to read off the new Patreons. And um, this week I had a small accident with my thumb where I cut myself. Okay. And um, I touched the email. And I erased one of the Patreons, but I think I remembered his name. You know, you could just go to deleted. I, I, I couldn't. Oh my God. This is some sort of severe thing. Anyways, I think I got it. I think I got it. Um, what an excuse to just get out. New Patreon. Shout out to CS Pickle, which I think is my cousin. Brian. I've said that before, haven't I? Yeah, I think this you is have. Like I don't a think it's him though. Moment. Shout out CS Pickle. If there's another, that's unbelievable. What, what? CS Pickle? Uh, Noco. No, Nico, Nicholas, Burger, Nicholas. It sounds like you are having a fun. Nicholas Burger. What is going on? Nicholas Burger. Shout out to the Patreons. Nicholas Burger. Thank you. Followed up by Cody Landon. Come on down. That's the one I thought I deleted, but it's there. Cody, thank you so much for the support. Shout outs to all y'all. Thanks so much. Thank you to all the Patreons. And based on. um, Thank you, all Patreons. I think uh, moving forward for the third year anniversary, I'm going to mandate the Patreon. Based on a success. What does that mean to you, mandate? If you're not a Patreon, you maybe refuse service to bars, gyms, events. Put on by this us. guy got vaccinated just so he could make that joke, make a living <laughs> telling jokes like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, so if you are not a Patreon in the near future, you may not be able to do certain things you were used to doing. Kamar's joking, obviously. If you're not a Patreon, you continue to listen. Do I will mandate it? Sure, Kamar. How was your week? Uh, it was a bummer of a week with uh, R.I.P. Rest in power, Norm Macdonald. Yep, that was a big kick in the pants. Yep, you know, you know, he passed, eh? He was I, the one that told us. I do. Yeah. And just oh. watching you struggle. No, I thought you were like, out. I thought you were, you had a look of a surprise on your face. No, no surprise. I was aware. And uh, I don't know, man. I think it's a bigger loss than uh, it even is now. What was the joke you told me, his joke? I went to tell my wife today. I could not remember it for the life the of me. The gay roommate or the pedophile? I don't remember. The one that made me laugh. <laughs> well, I, I think they both made you laugh. So one of them was... Uh, a gay guy and his roommate are in the living room, and uh, the gay guy says to his roommate, let's play hide and seek, and if you can find me, I'll suck your dick. And the roommate says, what if I can't find you? And the gay guy goes, I'll be behind the couch. <laughs> the best. <laughs> I'll be behind the couch. But I, that was really... Yeah, sh- that was it. It was a really bad shot. Uh, and I don't think the reverberations will be felt. 
I was watching a whole bunch of Norm Macdonald clips and whatever. Yeah. So he gets really giant for a while, like enormous. Swells up um, physically. Yeah, that must be uh, the sickness. As he's getting sort of sick treatment. or some sort of treatment. He's not looking in the last couple of years. Yeah. I mean, I had no idea he was sick, so. I don't think anyone did. I mean, some people did for sure. No, he said he kept it from his family. So I have a, I have a tough time believing that anyone really knew. It seemed like a big shock throughout the industry as well. The industry that I'm not in. (laughs) He's not the type of guy to do that. Sad, that's for sure. 61. Does the argument make awareness for it? But uh, what kind of cancer was it? I think leukemia. Leukemia, apparently. Whoa. Which my uncle died of on Sunday. Oh yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, sorry, Matt. Condolences. Tough. Yeah, I lived with him for a year too, so I was close with him. That's personal. Very, Very sad. Yeah. Feel bad for my cousins, my aunt. And I finished a really nice porch. Painting it, obviously. And that was uh, with this Croatian guy who's my outsider. And it was very, very fulfilling to kill it. You know what I mean? Like you finished it in one day is what you're saying? (laughs) No, no. It took a long time. (laughs) But finished it and it looked really great and the people were happy. Gotcha. Pretty slow week after the last couple weeks I've been having. And what else? That's about it. That's it. The, the only things of note. Of well, that was on Friday. So I said it. I said it a second ago. Yeah, I'm just on one hand. Oh, well, everyone knows you're back on camera. So everyone knows what the fucking. Oh, yeah. That was like Monday. That was, You sold out. <laughs> that was super cool. Yeah. <laughs> Sell out. I have no opinion anymore. Do they kick you out of QAnon for that shit? Uh, I haven't told him yet. No. Kamar, it's not that you don't have an opinion anymore. You made a choice, as everyone makes, right? It you was... chose. You wanted. You care more about doing comedy. It's funny, though, because I. I told the person, and I was like, yeah, "We'll just keep this on the download." Then I realized who I did it with. He called me right away. <laughs> I know it. I and I asked him right away. I was like, "Did you tell him?" I was like, "What do you mean? I told everyone." <laughs> but why did you even need him? Like they're fucking giving these things I away with like him, peanut butter sandwiches. I needed him to do it so that I had an obligation to him that he did something for me, and I'd be letting him down if I didn't show up. I just couldn't do it myself. I understand that. Yeah, yeah. I just couldn't. And uh, yeah, I felt really crummy the next day. Then felt fine. Yeah, that's pretty much par for the course, though. So it seems like a normal process. Which one did you get? Not the good one. Which one did you get? Pfizer. Pfizer. Oh, Which you one's just the good got one? fucked Moderna. on every Moderna's. regard. I only well, reports are coming out that Astro, none of them would be good. AstraZeneca go. is the real good one. Uh, well, that's how it's called. Anymore. Old old technology. They, they changed the names. Oh yeah. Of the vaccines. Who gives a shit? I'm sure we're going to touch on all this I nonsense. I saw the most interesting thing, an article today. How was your week, Simon? It, it was okay. Anyways. I saw an interesting, yeah, Interesting going. article about, so they're growing, or this is what they want to do. Yeah. They want to grow vegetables with the vaccine in them. So you would grow a head of lettuce in your backyard that contained enough of a antidote, not antidote. You have to hate this. Bill Gates owns all the farmland. This is you. You can grow your own shit. (coughs) Okay. I guess, too, though, that means that they're going to want to sell you uh, vaccine-rich foods. Sounds like a good idea. I mean, you can see where it's headed. Can we? I don't know. I can't see see the forest for the trees, to be honest. This is how everybody's going to make money. Selling vaccines. Selling every kind of thing that now has vaccines put into them. Weed with vaccine in it? Maybe. Now you're talking. Oh, fuck yes. Yeah. Smoke booze, that vaccine. Booze. That's the key. Yeah, if you can just drink your vaccine. You I, get think, I think you'll get everyone on board. Yeah, I agree. Anyways. Give okay. everyone 100 bucks and a bottle of vaccine vodka. 
little VV. But we should we should mandate it so that you can only have one bottle a week. Stop saying mandate. Yeah, enough. Fucking guy. Booze passports. I love there like, should be booze passports. Yeah, That's a really good passports. idea. Cheeseburgers too. I mean, there is a booze passport. It's called your ID that yeah. says you're 19 years old. Yeah, because you forget that. You know, you can't drink without one of those. Well, I'm just saying there's oh, at no, least no. some sort of. I, I'm I'm agreeing. Yeah. Fucked all. Um, that's your week, Simon. Nothing's grinding your no, gears. You I seem like a, you're in a pretty good mood. I got a bunch of things that uh, are grinding my gears, Matt. Oh, he's got it on some post-its. Um, first of all, uh, I heard a comedian give a very interesting, a, I don't even remember who it was, very interesting scenario I'd like to pose to you. Okay. So here's the deal. You can either, and it's only one of these two things, kiss your father's penis every day for a year or suck him to completion one time once a year. Oh my God, these are terrible. Kiss his penis, obviously. Once a day? You got to go over there and kiss his dick? Once well, a day for a year. No, oh no, he's God. awake staring right at you. He's awake staring at you right if you or, finish up to completion. Or one day where you just... Listen, there's no good answer. I just... My time is valuable going over... Like, my dad doesn't live close. Driving to Perth every day to kiss his dick. Oh, no. He's got to live with you. <laughs> he's got to live with you. That's, oh, even worse. Oh, then I'm sucking him off. <laughs> Fuck semantic, that. Yeah, you don't want to have to drive no. him. Or you don't want to have to live with him. No, That's God, crazy. no. I'm sucking him off. You guys are a bunch of fags. Yeah. Unbelievable. You can't say... Guilty as charged. Guilty as charged. You can't say that anymore. Um... I watched a movie that I thought was going to be a series about um, firms, football firms. Okay. You know, the uh, guys. I, I know what a football who, firm is. Yeah. Well, maybe Kamara doesn't know. I don't know. Um, it ended up being like the worst movie I've ever watched in my whole life. But it got me thinking that would be a great like um, Showtime series that just focused on like the inside world of... What about firms. a what about a television drama like an HBO drama about? This is what I'm saying. Oh, you're not talking about a documentary. You're talking no, no, about no. A, I'm saying like, like show the wire type. This is exactly I what understand. I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Where Billy you Corbett. can really get like the backstories yes, on like okay. the peeps. Like I don't know if you ever watched the movie uh, Green Street Hooligans. It's with the guy from Sons of Anarchy, uh, Charlie Hunnan. Okay. He's the main guy and the main ca- the small hobbit there from Lord of the Rings. Dominic Moynihan? No, the main hobbit. Elijah Wood. Oh, Elijah Wood. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So those two. It's actually a pretty good movie. There was also another movie called like Football Factory. Yeah. That was like a British. Mm-hmm. Uh, They're just gang. They're just gang. But it's, they kind of showed you like people's backstory in it. I It would be a great series, man. Somebody totally missed the mark on that. I'm just... Throwing that out there. Um, and then, yeah, grinding my gears is old people driving. Um, old people have been getting a pass lately because of this whole COVID thing. Everybody's just being really, real nice to them. Because they could be nice. Real worried about their well-being. And meanwhile, they're just letting like 90-year-olds have licenses out there. It's ridiculous. They should have scooters. No, they should not fast. be driving. There should be some like um, there is, there is. Uber for old people. A, um, Don't you have to take a test though? Once a you, test. Once you a hit test, a certain yeah. age, you have to be tested every okay. once in a while. Well, I am absolutely 100% guaranteeing you that there are people out there who would not pass that test who are driving their cars. So I don't know who's slipping through the cracks there. I was driving behind this person the other day and... 
first of all, this really bugs me. When an ambulance or a police car is coming, people don't move to the side anymore. It's like maybe they don't teach that in fucking driver's ed, but they just stop. Yeah, but they just stop or or don't even over the, or don't even stop. You're supposed to pull over as fucking f- close as you can to the nearest curb. Anyways, um, I was driving, so I'm on this side of the road, going this way. This is a good audio descriptor that you're giving right well, here. It's for the video, and the ambulance is coming the other way. Okay, on I'm the other you. side yes. of the road, there is a median in the middle of the road, maybe five feet all grass with a big kind of half dividing wall. The person in front of me pulled over <laughs> when the ambulance was coming on the well, other side the right of the thing. road. No, that's not the right thing. It's the wrong thing. What should they have done? Nothing. They just keep driving. It has nothing to do with them. But you were just complaining when the people hear the siren, they don't pull out. They did the right thing in the wrong place. They were old. <laughs> And Kleenex they had in the back no of the car. clue what they were doing. Kleenex in the back. They seat? could barely see over the wheel. They got a shop. I know with my own grandparents driving way after they should have been. Like my grandfather ended up being a menace on the road at the end. His favorite game was to set. No, 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 no. Your use of how's your week. You can save that for the post show. This is bananas. Uses, this is going to stretch into a seven hour episode. Speedometer at a hundred. And then he'd. Anybody who passed them, he'd know was speeding. And anybody that he passed, he'd then judge whether they're going too slow or not. Cruise control. Yeah. Cruise. Yeah, that's what I meant. It's a nice car. Yeah. What did you say? But what did he say? Oh, it was like an he old says speedometer. speedometer. Yeah, I couldn't figure it out. No, I was I like, Oldsmobile station wagon. Okay. I thought you meant like your grandfather had it rigged so that it always said 100 and he could just play dumb. Like, <laughs> uh, I don't know, officer. I was only I'm going sure 100. Maybe he did. He used to fall asleep at the wheel all the Jesus time. Jesus. I forgot to say, I also I got to know Matt a lot better this week because he shared. Um, some evidence of his wound. <laughs> he asked for it. You sent him a picture? Mm-hmm. Not of the no, wound. No. no, the wound. Go, no. Didn't have to go that. Just, of his, have, just uh, of his dick. Of nope. discharge. Of discharge? Yeah, that's the face. Of what comes out. So you like... It was a man pond. Caught basically. it all in Anyways, join the Patreon on this man's... You, you kept calling it a man pond. It was just a pile of toilet paper. I, I imagine what it looked like, but you need to go to a doctor. In I've America. Seen, I've seen many doctors. Well, a specialist. In, in America. You should go to one in Panama. You didn't actually throw up, did you? Stem cells... Injected into your taint. Because well, I was like, please tell me this isn't part of your body. Yeah. He said no. And then I think he said it It just squeezed out and it just, I mean, I, I definitely retched. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, yeah, that was my week. How was your week, Matt? It was fine. I don't think I have anything to. Uh... Also called, uh, made another phone call. <laughs> Kevin Gamilla. Shout out Tennessee. Sorry. Oh, he's from Tennessee. Nice. <clears throat> Very nice guy. Is it Gomilla or Gomia? We didn't get into that. We just had okay, a great conversation. Okay, fine. That's fine. I, listen, I'm not trying to put you on blast. I was just asking. I only spoke to him for like six and a half hours. and never was, I think it was a half hour, 45 minutes. Again, tap dancing on landmines. You just want to seem cool, you know what I mean? I really have no idea what you're talking about. Why don't you start a podcast called uh, Calling Kamar? I don't know if they commit the time to it. Hmm. Otherwise, it'd be a great idea. All right. Well, do you want to go over the guests for us? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't know about this week, to be honest with you. But anyways, let's start off with uh, the one of the greatest documentary filmmakers of our time, 1706, Billy Corbin, followed up by The Oddest of Pairs, uh, 1707, Kurt Metzger and Kyle Dunnigan, long time coming. 
The pussies. <laughs> and uh, finish off 1708. I don't even know what was going on here. Um, Annie Lamke. It seemed like a real dumpster fire, didn't it? It seems like a bit of a dumpster fire of a week. Or I don't I mean these things are planned way ahead. Well, we knew that Ben Shapiro was supposed to be on last week. Ben Shapiro, but uh, COVID got in the way. and um, That does show you, though, that Joe is like firm in his... Like, he really is that booked up. I don't think there's a lot of wiggle room. You know what I mean? He had to cancel that. And keep in mind, he buys everyone first-class tickets and a nice hotel room. You don't just get pushed to the next week. That's what, what I'm, my saying. point is if precisely it, yeah, that. Definitely. If it's if you miss your shot, you miss your shot. So um, do we want to rate it, maybe? So that's something we still do here? Sure. In the spirit of the show, yeah. I guess I, so. I give it a two. Hmm. Hmm. Matthew? I thought by your hmm, you were going to go before me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> oh God. I don't know. I, I guess I'll give it a two and a half. Just middle of the road. There was one that was good, and then there were two that were... I'll give it a uh, two and a half as well. We have half an maybe, agreement. Maybe a 275. That's oh, going to change. That's going to change. But maybe, I said. So. That's going to change? You think his is going up or down? I think he changes every single week from where he starts. Him? I may too. Okay, interesting. All right, well, let's... Uh, so weird to have you so close. I prefer the voice of reason I from the back. I can jump over the table at any time. <laughs> okay, well, let's fire it up. <laughs> I thought it was wide enough. Uh, 706, <laughs> Billy Corbin. Simon, you're barely on camera. Do you want to maybe drop the chair and slide in a bit? Or you can still cross your legs there, Paolo. Yeah, this is oh, that's as low as she goes? That's, oh. what, that's the big problem with the table. I can raise the table. I'm sorry. I so think it goes lower, but anyways. This will do. Okay. 706, Billy Corbin. No one loves Billy as much as Billy. <laughs> I knew he was going to come out. Wow. Yeah, you see, I knew. See, this is interesting because I got to give Billy Corbin credit because, like, I remember, I th I'm thinking back to Maddie Matheson, who specifically came on, and then as soon as he was done, had to go on his social media and be like, I'm sorry I didn't push back enough. I'm sorry. He, like, he, he felt like he didn't do an like pushed he didn't he was just there happy he was there whereas this guy i feel like he already knows that he has a pass what did i say to you i said he was no joe rogan sycophant you know what i mean like he, he came wasn't out swinging. but on i think there to simply agree with joe rogan about everything he said he like matt said he wasn't in fear of like i think he knows he has a golden ticket if they exist on joe's show like probably even after this yeah i think they're yes I think Joe hands out tickets to certain people, not like actual, but I'm saying we know well, of certain people that will be invited back regardless of what they say. He has right? five documentaries on the go. Mm -hmm. We'll see when he comes back next. That'll be the real proof. In but the it pudding. definitely was interesting to see him right out the gate. Oh, he, like he didn't, <laughs> he miss, had an agenda. He didn't he had an agenda. miss a beat and he plucked right at Joe's heartstrings. Joe, do you know that one cop a day is dying in Florida of COVID? First of all, I didn't know that. If that stat is anywhere close to true, that's fucking staggering. If they're actually dying of COVID. Staggering stat. No? No one agrees yeah, with me? I, I do. I, I know it's a populated state, but I just fuck. don't know what to think. Listen, I love the fact that he went out guns and Hold on. I just said, if that's true. Yeah, yeah. I didn't but, say... I. You're looking to me to react. And I I'm looking to both of you. I mean, make it up. I can't give you like, a, oh my God, because I'm just... Who knows? You know what I mean? Yeah, but you can't make. I'm, what I'm saying is, if that were a true stat, if you had, if you had what you felt was definitive proof that that was a real stat, would you not find that somewhat shocking? Yes, it would be insane if that were a true stat. 
that it's like, it's crazy. I'm sure he's also averaging if it is a real stat. Like, I don't think it's a cop a day dies. It's probably like seven cops a week. But even then. But I think I think that's the same stat as uh, soldiers that kill themselves. One a day kills himself. What's your point? That doesn't make it better. That's horrible, too. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's, <laughs> totally. there's lots of horrible totally. things going on. I don't know if it's more horrible. Than Trump's other. terrible, but Hillary's terrible, too. Not yeah, to Billy. Not to Billy. Agree. Not to Billy. Uh, but again, though, I give him credit. Like he didn't, he didn't back down either. He was very much no. like no, and he kept bringing it up and like throwing it back into the mix where most people at that point would, you know. That's why I wonder if 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 Joe's like looking forward to having him back. I don't know. But well, I gotta I, say I, though, I, it's, I find it interesting. My number. I find it interesting when Joe feels like he has a leg up. Although even sometimes like Rhonda Patrick, I don't know how he thought he had a leg up there, but like he was quick to get off of this. Like it felt like he was like. Let's get off COVID. You brought up COVID. They had that whole back and forth. Yeah, like, yeah. How did this come up? You did this. No, you did this. And he was like, oh, I did do it. At he, least in Billy's defense. Yeah. He was like. Uh, yes, it well, was no, me. Well, no, Joe started off by saying, uh, so it seems like Florida's the only place to stay open and good and stuff. And Billy was like, not having it all with the cops that, with the vaccine. Well, because stat, the I, I felt like Joe was thinking Billy was going to take a different tact, right? We're the best. Like, Land of the free cowboys of uh, yeah, cocaine COVID cowboys, cowboys, baby. Yeah. COVID cowboys. We're just we're just like Texas. Yeah. Anyways, he, it's the weirdest thing. His love hate with Miami. You know what I mean? Who Joe's? No, Billy. I think it he, seems like he just Joe loves just it. it. He just loves it, but everything's wrong with it. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's uh, construction and corruption. That, yeah, that, that's its main industry. Isn't it insane? Uh, I'm sure this is in your notes, but how they were talking, they were talking about the bridges falling, right? All the terrible infrastructure yeah. in the Florida, United States in general, in Florida and in, in particular, mm -hmm. in this case where it was all mafia run, like they get all the contracts and then do this shoddy work. The exact same thing happens in Montreal. We have these Miami bridges the that are falling. And again, that's mob where run. mob run, all of that shit, man. And that's, this is what I don't understand. So these mafia outfits are getting these contracts, right? Like mm -hmm. where there shouldn't be in the first place, these super juicy contracts with the city and the government and all this shit. And then like, that's not enough. They also, it also has to be like shitty work. You, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They could do they it right. It's not like, not not. If no, but you're gonna, cutting no, corners. No. You're yeah, trying you're to make money corners, everywhere. Money. That's the whole idea. I understand, but with these guys, like, even if you did it right, you would still make money. Yeah, but you wouldn't make as much. Yeah, these I mean, guys, you're forgetting what we're talking about here, yeah, right? No, I, I know it's, it's criminals. Just, it's criminals. Crazy. At least they could build something, you know, with some fucking integrity. Well, no, he's they saying they care can't. about <laughs> their communities. They care about their cities. Like we know this, and then they build the bridges that fall uh, on their own peoples, like it doesn't make any sense. Well, no, their argument is that before the bridge falls, the government will step back in and they will get another juicy bridge building contract. I mean, is that not? The problem is they don't know when the bridge is fall. I don't think they look at it that way. The, but this anyways. bridge that he was talking about fell when they were testing it. <laughs> he said four of five happened in Miami-Dade, which everything seems to happen in that county. Like it's wild. Yeah, Miami-Dade is, I mean, have you been? I don't know. I've been to Sarasota. I've never been to Miami. So Really? You've been to Sarasota? I've spent so much time there. It's odd that you've been to Sarasota. And I think I went to uh, Tampa Bay. Where's the Universal Studios? That's Orlando. I've Orlando. been to Orlando. I've Orlando. been to St. Petersburg a bunch. Yeah. 
That's pretty rough, St. Petersburg. It's like Dude, there's a lot of Florida that's fucking that is It all sounds exciting to me. Um he talked about uh Oh Bob, I've been to Miami though. And like we took a wrong turn and ended up in like little Haiti or cute dude. Woof. Off the strip is off the it strip. It was right? I, we went to a drive thru at McDonald's and Mary was like, just get me an just get me a muffin. And I pull up, I'm like, can I get whatever I what I whatever I got? And then I'm like, can I also get a muffin? And the girl goes, A what? I go, a muffin. She's like, What are you talking about? I go, a muffin, like a baked, like a baked good, a muffin. And she was like, an English muffin? I went, I'll just pull up and describe it to you. <laughs> like, dude, she we didn't get the muffin. They clearly What do they call muffins a little hate? Dude, I don't fucking know. It's weird to me that Miami even has like a bad part because it's so small. You know what I'm saying? You would think the richness would just spread to every like Miami's tiny when Nobody you look at it up. on like a map. It's such a small piece of land. It's just this like artificial dune that was built. That's twenty years. I think it's away bigger from, than you give it credit for. It's twenty years away from collapse too. Again, I've I've been there. And it didn't seem like a small city. I, I've been there as well. Yeah, well, and you yeah. felt like it was small. No, I, but just when you look at it, like it's not a big place. Did either of you party in Miami? No, I, was I wasn't drinking at the time, but we were. We went to see Mad Lib for a Jay Dilla thing on my birthday, and he didn't start his DJ set till like three thirty in the morning. Did it? Did you feel a lot of energy though? Like it was a popping off. You were the only white dude in the crowd. No, no, lots of white people. What it seems I, like the most fun place to go off in. What I will America. say is, it definitely, as far as a, like, if I still drank, this would have been my place. Yeah. Like the entrance to this place was literally in an alley, and the second we walked in, it was just filled with weed smoke. So I was like, oh, perfect. You know what it's I mean? We had some weed, but I was like, I'm gonna have to go outside and be real fucking. It had no name. It was one of those places. It it was weird. I also for the, for the first time ever, I saw the most interesting thing. What the bouncers did was when Madlib took started DJing, I guess so many people record on their phones. So what they would do is throw their flashlights up, and like it didn't late. it didn't take five more than five minutes for everyone to just be like, okay, this isn't happening. And then that was that. They didn't have to. I thought that very interesting. I worked in bars forever. I never saw that trick. They should do that flashlight, and if they see someone with a phone, they should have a super soaker and just you know filled with piss. Just not with paper. Just a little bit of water. <laughs> Sorry, Kamar. Go ahead. Nobody likes to get wet. Miami Dade bridge is falling. He was no. Uh, he was talking about um, all the music that was recorded in uh, Florida because they go down there to do the cocaine, and he uh, mentioned Shel Silverstein, who I think is underrated. The uh, poet. The poet. Yeah, where there. the sidewalk ends. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's amazing, man. I think he's amazing. So shout out Shel Silverstein, and he was the very giving tree. You know that story? No. Sorry, Kamar. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll read some of his poetry, but um, I will. Like uh, I felt he was pretty, yeah. pretty loose with names. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? But then all of a sudden, he said the one person who spilt the cocaine on the piano, he wouldn't say who they were, or how they came back and they went and smelt a kilo of cocaine. And Joe's like, "Have you ever done it?" And he goes, "No, I've never done it." I was like, "I've never done it, but I want to smell it." Like he's Joe's on the edge of trying cocaine. I'm sure. I've never done it, but the I definitely smell, smelt it. The smell of cocaine comes from what it's being cut with, though, don't you think? I think it's like gasoline-y, sort of, almost like, you remember uh, runoff sheets you get in class? If you got them right in time, they smell like um, chemicals. What are runoff sheets? Before photocopies. You're talking about carbon, oh, carbon okay. paper, right? That? I was sort of a blueprinter, tell us that. I forget what it's called, but do you remember them? You used to sniff a runoff them? sheet? It was just like a photocopy. It wasn't a photocopy. It was like an ink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They ran them off. And yeah. They smelled really like uh, 
acetone or something. Well, the the ethanol smell is going to come from like, you know, because they're using like gasoline and shit in Narcos there to like cut the stuff. Smells like trouble. And then you like, that's what I mean. Like sometimes it would smell like have like that. But you guys have smelled Cocoa Puffs. It smells like burning plastic. 10 out of 10 times. It smells like raspberries. Yeah. Is that what you think it smells like? No, no fuck. That's what I tell myself. 100% not raspberries. <laughs> it's burning plastic. Strawberry that's the smell I, I wouldn't always... know, but I imagine <laughs> that it would smell like burning plastic. For the record, I had a friend who will remain nameless who used to move cocaine. Let's just leave it at that. You can mention my name. No, we're not going to. He's got a wife and kids and he runs a successful business. So there's no point in naming him. But the point is this. He went through it real bad. And I mean real bad. Now, I will name someone. He was hanging out with Leggett a lot. Sorry, let me let me pull this back a bit. Leggett was hanging out there a lot for obvious reasons. And he used to call me up because I was a fun drunk. I'd go hang out. But it was the kind of place where there was like a plate of cocaine, like sitting on the... Now, how much coke was on that plate, you know, depended on the week, the day, whatever. Point being, one night he thought he was so coked up and he thought someone... He had like nine people in his apartment. He thought someone... Stole some coke. Now, I don't know if you know this, but kidnapping is technically holding someone against their will and then moving them from, from one room to another. I just want to make that clear. That's, that's right off base, the jump, that's, that's, that is kidnapping <laughs> by the book. And that is what happened this evening because he went on a rampage. He locked the door and he was like, no one's fucking leaving. Everyone empty out your pockets. He used to call it lockdown. Did and he make you all get naked? He put half the people in one room and half the people in the other. I was the only one that didn't have to go in a room because I didn't do coke and he knew that very well. And I was like a close friend. So he knew I didn't steal and I didn't do coke. So he was like, I know it's not you. You're going to help me fucking. Dude, just so blasted. Oh, so you became an accomplice in the kidnapping. Yes, I was yeah. an accomplice to kidnapping. Almost against my will. but Well, kind of like Stockholm Syndrome. You're a kidnapped to kidnap. Yeah, it precisely. Yes. Um, yeah. You would go to jail. No, I think that's a double negative. No, I don't think you're actually here. I'd probably go to jail if you drive the thing. If yeah, it's, it's like driving the jet, the getaway car. He also, it's funny enough, that same apartment. Oh, yeah. We got lot. We got trapped in his uh, elevator one night. I don't know if I told you guys this. We got trapped in the elevator, and I had to climb up out the hole through the shaft, like open the door above the, and we climbed out. Really, it was fucking nuts. Yeah, it's like wow. paranoia. <laughs> it's like paranoia. I always say I would do that if I had to, and you I nearly died doing do it. it too. Why did the elevator start again? No, I got he he. I boosted him up first. He pulled me up, and I thought there was a wall. It's pitch black. Oh, yeah, I went to lean up this. against a wall, and there was just nothing there. And luckily, he was like holding on to me. But yeah, Jesus it's crazy Christ. when you're doing something like that. You know, like I'm doing this. Yeah, I nearly fell down I, a fucking I, elevator I, shaft it, to my death. It is not everyone does that ever. You you've got to you're not going the right direction where you're doing that. No, for sure. <laughs> Unless you're escaping a terrorist attack. Which no, is very rare. Come on, you know what the funniest part was? Is it was it was Christmas Eve and we were stuck in the elevator and I, we would have been fine being there for hours, but we realized right away we had no smokes. Like he was like, oh, go. he was like, oh well, we're in here. I could, I'm just gonna fire up a smoke, and then he he did the like, oh shit. I couldn't be stuck in that elevator. I would have to get out. That's way too claustrophobic. I am going out the roof. Crazy story too. A week later, someone else that he knows <laughs> got stuck in that elevator and they were in there for eight hours, he said. Yeah, you see, fuck that noise. That's what I said. I was like, I'm so glad fuck we climbed. You would go for it. Oh my God. I saw, so I was watching, um, I watched that uh, Dark Side of the Ring. That's the wrestling one. Where yeah, 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 yeah. So On they Crave, keep yeah. adding new episodes. The episode they just added was like called like the Flight from Hell or something. Mm-hmm. So the WWF buys this plane 
or rents this plane and it's like a party plane. Okay. It's a 747, but it only has 50 seats in it, like a lounge, all the shit. It's to keep all the wrestlers like, you know, happy. Yeah. And they're coming back from like uh, China or somewhere or Europe and <laughs> they get stuck on the tarmac for eight hours and they go through three carts of liquor and then they get up in the air and all this shit goes down and there are like fights and like rapes and like, it's crazy, man. Yeah. Three it's like, carts it's a cra- of liquor. It's a crazy episode, <laughs> but they're talking about, um, Ric Flair and I guess Ric Flair, the reason why he's called nature boy is cause he has a giant hog. hog. Yeah. And he, what he would do on these flights is he would get naked underneath his robe <laughs> and then he would just, you know, show Ooh. himself and he would do this thing where he'd, Make his cop swing it around, do a yeah. big fucking helicopter. helicopter. Good for him. And apparently, he like cornered some woman in the back of the, um, whatever. And then another part of the thing was, you know, <laughs> yada yada that a little bit. Well, no, 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 yada no. yada he the rape. Listen, he, <laughs> and he also he got off. And when they're talking wow. to the guys, they're like, "Well, how come he got away with anything?" And they're like, "Well, Ric Flair had different rules than everybody else." But anyway, he showed his big cock to the judge. The judge was like, "It's not even rape anymore." Because Scott Nash, you know Razor yeah. Ramon, yeah, um, he claims that he was given like a roofie or something and the waitress or the flight attendant goes to wake him up and he like wakes up out of his thing and grabs her and like pulls her towards him and says, I'm going to lick your face or something crazy. And he got fired immediately, but Rick but he Flair, blamed a roofie. Well, he blamed a roofie and uh, Kurt Henning. So this is the other part, Mr. Perfect. Yeah. So <laughs> Mr. Perfect was like the jokester and uh, Brock Lesnar was on this flight and he like put shaving cream on block Brock Lesnar's head and then smushed it down and Brock chased them all around. They got into a huge fight on the plane and they like slammed into the door, the, um, you know, the exit door. Yeah. A door. Yeah. Anyways, crazy, which can't open. I found out there's no way the pressure is too much. <laughs> But what they could have happened is they could have gone through the plain wall, which is. What do you mean the pressure's too much? Apparently, like that door can't open while you're flying. You look. But the pressure it, so sucks everything fly? out, so I don't understand how that works. Uh, listen, this is what they said, Matt. Interesting. So you can. I believe you. You can do the research, but they were like they slammed in, and everybody thought they were going to get sucked out. Little did they know that that can never happen. Hmm. But they could have gone through like the wall of the plane. That wasn't going to happen either. Well, I'm pretty sure they designed those planes so the two wrestlers couldn't just, it's not like drywall. This is Brock Lesnar we're talking about. uh, (laughs) Okay, either way. Anyway, sorry, I don't know how we got that. I like how you tied that in because they were probably on cocaine from Miami. Uh, (laughs) Everybody was on cocaine. Everyone was on cocaine from Miami. Uh, He said in this music studio, Respect was recorded. Yep. Aretha Franklin, which was just listed. The number one song in Rolling Stone's new top 500 songs list. That's the number one song ever. Number one's, well... According to Rolling Stone, that'll change, but they also lied about ivermectin. <laughs> no accuracy. So their whole list is fucking bunk. But do you know what the second number one song was? Um, Oh, Love Will Tear Us Apart. A Beatles song. Fight the Power of Public Enemy. Shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. From Do the Right Thing, which I've told you to watch, okay, which so now is on This Netflix. feels like 
You know what? Yeah, I'm not. It gonna, is what it is. It's hold Rolling on. First Stone. of all, let I'm me say this. I'm not dipping my toe into these waters. <laughs> let me say this. I don't go to Rolling Stone for my medical advice. I might go to them for some music. Let's also keep that in mind. No? Okay. Yep. But separate I mean, the art from the sure. Yeah. Did you guys advice. see the movie where the Beatles don't exist? You've we've spo- you've we've spoken, spoken about, about this, this twice on this, I believe. Yeah, I haven't seen yesterday. It yesterday is the name of it. Yeah. Let's move on. Billy Corbin wants uh, people to watch documentaries to generate compassion. Do you see how cocaine cowboys would generate compassion to someone? Have you guys watched Kings of Miami? Yeah, no. I mean, that it just makes you like angry, you know? Frustrated or jealous? Yeah, all of the above. Yeah, not no compassion, though. No compassion. Know, you, well, you can, I don't know. You can feel compassion for the people living in those neighborhoods that weren't making a billion dollars a year. Yeah, well, but, no, but I don't those think people that's benefited. what the movie is pointing out i get it i, I get think it. those yeah. people benefited too like i think well they like were like Robin Hood. Like, yeah, exactly well that was kind of my point with the mafia is like here they are like making their own shitty terrible for the their own people you know or maybe well, no, they're they like hey sure. we did the bridge across town no one goes right. there maybe in little italy they yeah. like reinforce everything with fucking steel remember all the extra concrete from that bridge we it's over at this bridge <laughs> Do you think Billy Corbin does himself a favor not putting himself in his documentaries? Yes. I think so, too. I think most people do themselves a huge favor not putting themselves in. 100%. That's he, the worst part he's about... He's just too much of a storyteller. Corbell. Oh, he... Don't put yourself in your documentaries. It's enough with the uh, face interviews and the footage, and you don't need Billy, because he, he would ruin it. It'd be just too much. The most I you think. should be the most you should be in a documentary is when you're interviewing someone for, like, a talking headshot, and maybe... Because you're not mic'd up, you know, when they have like the close caption at the bottom where you ask like an additional question that they need the audio for. That's like the most you should be off camera. That's what I'm saying. Yes, no face. And again, you're not even mic'd up. So they didn't even, no one had intended on putting you in at all. Just here in the background. Precisely. Yeah. Nobody seems like they're more on cocaine than Billy Corbin. Nobody. Like, nobody. Dave Portnoy. But he probably no, no, is, he is on, on Adderall. Yes, I know. He's on Adderall, so <laughs> but I'm just that. saying, you could, you could make the comparison, right? But I don't think Billy is. Um, I I think I find all Billy's documentaries are cool because they deal with drugs. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, the yeah, subject you, will generate crazy stories. It's not like yeah, you if have he, to look hard into what's going on. If he did one about like an endangered duck, it probably wouldn't hit that hard. Maybe not unless the duck was selling drugs. <laughs> the duck's pushing serious weight. But I, I was I thought he was a one trick pony. But he did Howard do the, the duck. He did do the limelight. Um, Documentary. Limelight. Which one was that? It's about the, the limelight in New York, Peter Gaetan. Yeah, the nightclub. They also talk about it in the next podcast, but I had some friends who went to that club, like in the last days. Mm-hmm. It, was just, it was just bananas, you know what I mean? Like crazy ecstasy and all this and start at three in the morning and the club kids. You've seen all the movies, eh? Like, club kids, yeah. with Alec, David Alec, Steve yeah. Alec, whatever his name was. What movie is it? It's called Club Kids. It's about, I forget his name. His last name was Alec. He was a uh, party up, monsters. One party monster. Yeah, he ended up killing. Uh, yeah, that was with Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, that yeah, was that, yeah. that's party monster. Yeah, yeah, I know that whole story. I yeah. listened to a couple. But do you remember with Geraldo and no? Like, they used to always have these club kids on these talk shows, like Donahue and Geraldo, which they all talk about. And so he he's not just a one trick pony. He did something else. Yeah, I give that props to Billy. Um, he doesn't like weed. I was wondering if that. 
Like he does not like weed. Well, he doesn't like weed for himself. Yeah, but he's. Oh no, no, he's not anti weed. Yeah, yeah. So. usually when you guys are like, I don't care. If, I don't care if someone's like, I can't smoke weed. I don't enjoy it. Couldn't break bread with him. I mean, like, yeah, exactly. If you don't have a problem with it, I don't care. I don't think I'd want to be around him. Like, I think he'd be a lot to handle. I wonder if he's ever has downtime. Like, did he just come in his podcast on, or is he always like that? Because he's really rhythmical. Talk fast and slow down when he wants to get your attention back, and then spins another yarn. I, I, I find this interesting. Cool I want to go back because we've done a Billy Corbin, and I want to know what Kamar's previous. I want to know what Kamar's previous thoughts on too. Billy Corbin Me were Me because too. I'm Me too. Um, so that like yeah, anyway, you know what? You're not gonna get pulled into this. I'm not gonna be pulled <laughs> into it. You know they're talking about this story about like I ate this thing. St- everything tastes good stoned. He's not an amazing ice cream sundae at McDonald's or Thing, Things taste better, Stone, but something still tastes terrible, Stone. Like mushrooms stoned are worse than mushrooms when you're not stoned. I bet you stone though you'd eat mushrooms if you're hungry. I but would not. No, man. I think things are even more gross when I'm stoned, you know? And, and things you like are even more better. Are, are better, correct. Yeah, not more better. I definitely remember in grade nine, like, <laughs> telling a friend, I was like, dude, you got to get really high and jerk off. And he was like, what? I was like, uh, you have to try this. I was like, it's the shit. Because I remember one night, I got one day I got home so high from school and there was no one home. And I was like, you know what? It's a good time as any to jerk off. And it was like next level. Things are heightened for sure. Yeah. Not anymore. Now I smoke weed and it's, you know. I want you, It'd be weird if you did sober. Had sex sure on sober. mushrooms. No. And that was insane. Oh, I've never done In that. In a good way? Uh, Kinda, yeah. I mean, it the was, body it buzz was, was crazy. Good, but the hallucinations were weird. <laughs> Did she, you had the, have, she had the head of a raccoon. You don't have hallucinations on mushrooms. I, I do when I close my eyes. When you close your eyes, that's just your imagination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, you have that when you're not high. No, but I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying, and a hallucination to me is like the like your waking, eyes are open and the waking yeah. dream, right? Like that's the problem. No, it's like when you close your eyes, you just see stars or like whatever you see on the back of your eyelids. You actually see pictures. Right. Like if I said, Kamar, close your eyes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want you to visualize a cat. Well, how you close your eyes like a kid. Like you really, there you a go. A cat, Kamar, do it right now. Do you see the cat in your it's head? Like ugly, a picture it's a, it's of it. It's an ugly cat. What color is it? It's yellow. You actually see a yellow cat in no, front of you? I'm making it up. See, like, I can't conjure something like that. No, I that. cannot either. It looks like I'm Maybe looking at the sun. You can't close your eyes and just picture a yellow cat? Done. It's just a memory of a yellow cat, though. Can't you know see what it. I mean? Matter, I'm not creating, like, a yellow cat eyes, in front it. of me, in front of my eyes. There's no yellow cat there. It's just black. Okay, but even conjuring up a memory of a yellow cat, you then... Like, how do you think... Your mind works. That's how pretty much everything works. You have a you have an existing memory of no, something. No, but that, I, I'm just thinking of a yellow cat. I'm not actually like. Yeah, you're imagining a, a yellow picture cat. Picture of a yellow cat. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. Doesn't matter. Mushrooms. Would you guys smoke another drug? Janet You'll Jackson is into like um, crime docs and corruption. I mean, you know what? It's funny because when he said that, yeah, of course, I like you was like wow, but then you think about it and you're like, well, she's just a person. Right, you know what I mean? Like, she, plenty of women. First of all, women love true crime. So if you think about it, it's actually not that yeah, surprising I at all. I think it's exactly how it happens too. You start by watching like crime docs, and then if you're famous, you're like, well, how can I like 
make this into a thing now. And then you start helping like Kim Kardashian, you know? Sure. But I just meant like Kamar, I also was like weird. I never, you know, I think it's just because you don't think of them like people. Uh, no, of course you don't think of those people. I just, I found it, it gave her more depth for me. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Um, he called Anthony Bourdain Tony. Do you feel like he was taking liberty there? Billy? He saying, I, Billy. said he went down, I don't drink beer, but he said, Tony's coming down, so you got for a beer. I said, I'm drinking beer. The things we do, because he says well, friend he, he, sushi, doesn't like sushi. But I mean, he's met him, hasn't he? Have, aren't they friends? I, I, I guess so. If you meet him, you can call him Tony, but otherwise he's Anthony. Yeah, I feel Mr. like if he introduces Bourdain. himself as Tony, you then have carte blanche to call him Tony. And, uh, I mean, Joe's, he's dead, so you can call him whatever you want. Joe said Cocaine Cowboys is the top five uh, documentaries of all time. Couldn't disagree more. What do you guys, what like, if you think of the best documentary, could you think of something that just... Like, Icarus is amazing. Uh, um, I didn't even think about that. That's a, I mean, even then, do we consider, like, Planet Earth a documentary? Yeah, man, of course. Well, uh, then, yeah. Rock like, is a documentary. But you know what I mean? Like, Planet Earth, that's some of the best shit ever done, ever. Icarus is the one where in the middle the story starts, yes, right? Yeah, yeah. I, th I think that might be the best documentary. It is Icarus is up there, yeah, for sure. I like uh, Smartest Guys in the Room. Does a podcast cut? No. Because then... Um, Three Identical Strangers was pretty fucking What's nuts. it called? Winds of Change. I mean, if we're just talking about documentaries... Yeah, that yeah under, under a large umbrella, that could be, but I think this is a visual... And what about like Serial? Did you guys ever listen to Serial? Because no. that is... Fucking incredible. I well, I mean, for me, I was just thinking of the visual, like a, a the visual medium of documentaries, not so much podcasts, but I guess, you know, sure. I mean, if you're opening that up, though, there's a huge, you're opening up a floodgate of material. Usually a documentary, though, is sort of like, uh, this is a thing, and then it tells you how this happened. You know what I mean? Or lead, makes a, a wanting question that you got to find out, what the hell? <clears throat> Am I wrong? Do do come together am i wrong or is it, it is it just an age thing that like it felt to me like documentaries pre-2000 were like very dry bland like and then somewhere like i don't want to say michael moore because that's the worst example but somewhere in that michael moore era it seemed He's like documentaries the for the the genre but um i mean they used to be all animals. That's what I'm saying. Like, but it, kids. you know what I mean? Like the nature of things. Like it seemed like that sort of slow. The McBurger guy there. What uh, McMeal. Supersize me. Supersize me. That was like. Yeah, but that was the same. That's what I'm saying. Like the corporation supersize me. You could even like someone mentioned on the Reddit the other day. Loose change. Yeah. Oh, loose Zeitgeist. change. That's a Huge. great yeah, loose change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, there's another documentary that starts out one way. All about, you know, the hot coffee. And then taught no, me. Hot coffee. That's another one. Oh, not loose change. Hot coffee. Loose change is the nine yeah, eleven. Yeah. Hot coffee is a fucking great one. Amazing. That's the one I'm talking about. How it starts out about yeah. the fucking lawsuit and then changes into tort law. Like that's the only reason I know anything about tort law in yeah. the states. You guys consider Zeitgeist? A that's what I've said. Yeah, Zeitgeist. Is I mean, that a documentary it would though. Be. Like some of those are less accurate or. There's a lot more conjecture, right? I feel like it's With more. Philo ones I feel like, like that's that. more of a philosophical documentary. You know what I mean? Like there, it's conspiracy based, though. Like there's no conspiracy in what Billy Corbett does. He's like just the facts. I mean, hold on though. The first, but hold on. The first Zeitgeist is really like it starts off just all about how religion revolved around the sun. You know what I mean? It's not. I would. I don't call that conspiracy so much as like a. Why well, I, I always felt that led to like how the I guess yeah. Illuminati or whatever. You yeah, yeah. yeah I guess you're right. Yeah. Road. But you're right, Simon. Hot coffee is fucking incredible. That Q documentary. 
it's not like the best ever, but it's a good documentary. Yeah, but we're talking like top yeah, five. Yeah. I just, again, Cocaine Cowboys. I remember seeing it and being like, oh, wow. I never thought in my head this is one of the best documentaries no. I've oh, ever really? seen. No. no. I don't remember it. It's, it's so long Even ago. he said, like, we had to redo it because it wasn't very well done. You know, they did uh, Cocaine Cowboys Reloaded or whatever it was called. Yeah, and I saw the first version because I remember I had this, uh, when I lived in Montreal, there was one of those, like, what's the place in the Glebe? Is it still there? Glebe Video. video? Avenue Video or With whatever. Phil. You know how they have everything, like the most underground, like the, I had a place like that in Montreal. So It's still VHS movies. <laughs> it's, you're not kidding. No, they have DVDs. Maybe they, but they were the last to switch over. Yeah, for sure. But even then, they went and archived all their stuff too. Like they moved everything. Like I think if you go to Glebe Video, you can get like, it might just be like a burnt DVD, but they have some really hard to find shit in there. Really hard to find like shit. It's yeah. like uh, that. There's another one too. Um off of Bank Street there. Ah, it doesn't matter. Invisible Cinema. I've never been in there. Yeah, they have like really hard to find like weird fucking... Not like Queen and Bank? Not Queen. It would be like, uh, I guess, Lisger and Bank? Interesting. They couldn't talk about Miami without mentioning Scarface. Have you seen Scarface? No, I've never seen it. <laughs> of course. Is that the... Yeah. All right, here we go. Of yes. It's I the Simon, go head to head to find out what your movie came out, how much it cost to make, and how much it made out of the box office this week. We're going to do Scarface, directed by Brian De Palma, screenplay by Oliver Stone. It's a fucking classic, man. Starring Al Pacino. He's the only one who gets credit in that movie. As but far as starring. It, it's a fucking classic, it, and, and it's just like heyday of hip hop. It's just it's such a reference, you know what I mean? Does Robert Lozier play the bad cop? Is that No, no, it's the guy from, uh, it's the dude from the... He's the the judge in uh, you fucker when he shoots him in yeah, the gut. Yeah, Frank. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. the judge in Ghostbusters. Yes, 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 yes. But he's he doesn't get credit here. It's just Al Pacino. Interesting. You know what a hussa is, Frank? It's a pig that doesn't fly right. Fuck you, Tony. Yeah. And fuck the Diaz brothers. So quotable. Simon, I've got a year already. I am torn here. Okay. Um, okay. Let's go. I know almost for a fact oh. this came out the year I was born, 1983. And I also said 1983. And it came out on 1983. Oh, my God. Matt, the way, way to go. Nice work, pal. You wrote it down before the theme song was done. Yeah. Wow. Classic. Here we go, guys. Wow. Head and head. I had no prior knowledge. I just worked that out in my head. I don't know if this has ever Two happened Two weeks before. in a row, my friends. Nice work, pal. I don't know nice if this work. has ever happened before. This is tough, though, budget and a box office, because, okay, actually, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not saying shit. I don't want to give Simon yeah, a leg up This is too intense. It's too close. The stakes are too high. Here. It was original in 1932 version. Yeah, with uh, Cagney. James Cagney. Wise guy, eh? Yeah, you see? Universal Pictures. Okay. hundred and seventy minutes of runtime. It is a long movie. I think I'm ready. I'll let you go first. 
I said it cost four point five million to make. Yeah. And it made twenty seven million. I said it cost eight million and it made twelve. Oh, oh we no. got close, guys. It cost twenty three point five million to make. Oh, I'm twenty three thirty seven. It says twenty three and thirty seven. Jesus, box Christ. office sixty six million. Neither of us were even fucking close. It actually made sixty six. Wow. I just thought I, I remember. This is what I. I There's a lot of opulence to say. I remember. I was born the year it came out, but I always thought this was like a dud, and then became like a cult classic. Like I, I thought this did no numbers. Yeah, I, and then people were like, the, you know, the impersonation and like just the, the lure of it. I didn't but think this did fun. How did it crazy. cost 27 million? He's right though. Like, there's 1984. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of, of guns. three. A lot of nice cars, location, like mansions. Mm. They obviously had real Coke on the set. Let's be fucking serious. <laughs> what if that, what if that's the budget? It was that's it. Coke. It's $20 million it of Coke, $3 million in lighting. Like that's it. I did see the best thing ever. There was a YouTube comment for, you know, the song Ram Jam or the song Black Betty by Ram Jam. Have you ever seen the video for it? No. It's literally like them on the front lawn of someone's house with like a couple girls in the background just singing. And the best, the like top YouTube comment was a guy who's like, uh, <laughs> what did he say? He's like, $10,000 budget for the video. He's like, what do we need 10 grand for? He's like, $9,000 worth of weed and blow. And he's like 300 bucks each for the backup dancers. The video was so shitty. Yeah, the video is terrible. And that's the movie game. Brought Thank to you, you Tyler. Shirtless um, Tyler. I love that he was talking about how um, they expensed Coke as uh, piano tuning. Like, guys, there's one ballot on this. Like, we had 42000 <laughs> worth of piano tuning. What they the fuck? They know where it's going to. <laughs> um, or the eagle story. <laughs> like, I just coming down the stairs in bathrobes. Yeah. We got it. I love, too, they wrote Hotel California in Miami. High in cocaine. It, it really goes to what Joe says about... Did the Eagles write Hotel California? Well, those two guys, Don Henley, Don Henley and, and okay. the, the other guy who got kicked out of the band, I think. Because I'm just thinking there's there's a lot of good versions of that. There's a lot of songs in my past, too, where I'm like, you find out that Burt Bacharach like that wrote it. Hotel California. Jose Felicion has one of the most incredible. So you love it. Yeah, that song's yeah. great. You like it, Simon? Some Hotel people like California? It's, it's played, you know. I mean, yeah, I've listened to it. A I'm not going to listen to the Eagles version, but I'm telling you, the version that's in uh, that Quentin Tarantino movie, the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, yeah. that Spanish version by Jose Feliciano. Well, I think it's, it's incredible. there's a good one in... Um, oh, who else? Big Lebowski. Bobby Womack well. does one. Big Lebowski, and maybe it's oh, the... Oh, uh, the leaves are brown. That's California Dreaming. That's something different. Oh, that's California Dreaming. Yes, and that is Bobby Womack. Yeah. Classic song. That's what I'm thinking of. California. What are you talking about? Hotel. No, hotel. I hate Hotel California. Yeah, I thought, Welcome yeah. to Sorry. the hotel. I, know you I, do. I, I hate no, it. No, but yeah. there's a great Spanish version of that. There is. You're right. Gypsy yeah. Kings. Gypsy Kings. Yes, you're right. Yeah. The and Big I knew Lebowski. you hated the song. You. And I was like, yeah. I was like, I love California you, Dreaming. You forget who you are. Because that's and a California Dreamin', yeah. Like, I don't think the Mamas and the there Papas wrote... There was a uh, punk version of that by a band... Oh, what the fuck were they called? Anyways, they were this Japanese punk band. Like surf band? So surf rock? Oh, there is a... Yeah, it's uh, really... <laughs> Cancelled. Cancelled. <laughs> Later, Tony. <laughs> I was telling Simon's you... Simon's back off camera next week. around. <laughs> I heard that clearly. <laughs> All I'll, the leaves are round. I'll pull it up for you right now. 
Cocaine uh, was so rampant in Miami, even Marco Rubio spent a summer in a stash house. Yeah. Not doing anything, but... Oh, he grew up in a stash house. No, but... It's not like he went and interned that, that in a stash house was, before he went to government. That obviously was not able to be used against him to where he's made it now. You know what I mean? Like, he was just like, yeah, I'm from Miami. Of course you did. Um, That's because anyone who would have used it against him also lived in a stash house at one point. So it was a moot point. Yeah. <laughs> like, What's Clinton going to do? Everyone has something on everyone. Um, I like that he pointed out that some documentaries are bloated. Like, I think bloated as in you meant for time or just they add. Like we said, uh, Murder Mountain could have yeah. been done in two episodes that's, instead of four. And that's stuff like the that. main problem with these docs is that the they stretch them out too far. They really should just make them more concise like they did in the olden days. I think so. Granted, you don't um, want like two hours, but you only need three episodes. You don't need seven to tell the story. Sometimes. I think it's easy to say that. I think it's a lot easier to say that sitting where we sit versus being in the editing bay and trying to tell a story. You know what I mean? Like there might be something that you had previously cut out and then someone watched it and was like, I kind of got lost. You know what I mean? I don't I know. Mean, or, maybe, but mostly they're just trying to get more episodes. So or is a situation where they sold episodes and they exactly. got stretched. Yeah. I don't think that's how it works. You sell a, you sell a project. He you don't said, sell episodes. He said it worked like that. We commented that there's... There's certain documentaries that could be two parts. Kamar, he said parts. it worked like that. Like what? What's his name? Like his documentaries could have been ten hours. He had to. I don't think he said that. Shorten them. I think he did say that. He said that there there are places out there that buy by the episode. Maybe. What do I know? Well, whatever. <laughs> um, I think uh, he has a surefire shot of making a musical called Cocaine Cowboys. Oh, for sure. Like, everything's so ridiculous, you know what I mean? And it could be, I see the sets being bright, Miami, like, no problem. I fucking hate musical theater. Even uh, Book of Mormon? Book of Mormon I could tolerate. Well, there's always one. <coughs> but you'd rather see a movie. I just don't, like, never in my life have I been walking on the street and had people break out in music all together and dance. It doesn't happen. That's not a real fucking world. But you'll you'll stomach it in a cartoon. I don't like it in cartoons either. I hate when Family Guy does it. I hate when South yeah, Park does it. I hate it. when Big Mouth does it. I fucking despise yeah. a musical number. I fucking hate the it. The only one I'm I think I like is um, "See My Vest, See My Vest." That's a good song. I watch Hamilton. Is it good? Ah, whatever. But if that could be a musical, anything could be a musical, and that's why I think that's his last act. Is to Hamilton make is a musical, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, let me give you an example. Come from away. It's the nine eleven musical. It's about. It's about this town in um, Newfoundland, well, Gander. Went. Yeah, it's about Gander, Newfoundland, where all the where like they made that into a movie, didn't they? Well, I know they made it into a musical. It's called Come from Away. I went and saw it again. If it if they had just told the story, great story, incredible. I don't need music. I don't think anyone was singing and dancing. Well, it's Newfoundland, so actually they probably were. The fishing boats go out and they save people. Is it that whole story? No. This is after 9-11 when they had to ground all the planes. Anything that was over the Atlantic got diverted to Gander, Newfoundland. So there was a city of 5,000 had 5,000 extra people there overnight. So what? They were just really good at hospitality or something? Well, keep in mind, too, no one was cleared for Canadian customs. So they all sat on the tarmac for 12 hours, and then they all had to leave all their belongings on the plane. 
So they were only allowed to leave, and they had to stay there for a week. And yeah, the, the whole town of Gander and the surrounding area basically took everyone in. You heard it here first. He's going to do a musical. Um, he said, I serve at the pleasure of audience, which I thought was sort of douchey. But that's just me. You serve at the pleasure of the audience. Billy serves at the pleasure of the audience. Well, meaning that if the people don't like what he's making, then he's not <laughs> going to be making shit anymore. But the people like what he's making because it's... But that's not true, Ethan. Like, I get what you're saying. I understand, like, supply and demand. But someone, he could make a terrible movie, and then someone could be like, it's okay, Billy. Here's another five million. Go make, you know what I mean? Like it. Yeah, I'm not saying that. He said that. Yeah, no. Billy said that yeah. about himself. It was a douchey thing, Kamar, yes. I don't think it was. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm I don't think it was well, douchey you're, you're two to one. I'll tell you why also, Simon, I think it's douchey, because this whole I serve, like, you make the thing... For yourself. Because you love Miami, there's you six, want to tell these stories. There's maybe 10 people that get to see the finished product before it goes out. So you yourself have to sit there and go, I made this for me. I like the finished product. And now I just have to put it out there and people are going to think what they're going to think. But to then be like, you could say I'm at the will of the audience. I think what he was saying, I could be wrong, was like, he can't just go, he might love kettlebells but he can't make a fucking documentary about kettlebells because if he's the best, there aren't can. enough people out there who like it enough to warrant making the movie about it no. so he's got to pick subjects that he knows people are going to sink their teeth into the, the documentary makes documentary filmmaker makes a subject interesting and even then subject. i would then say i'm at the whim of the audience as in i can only i can't cover certain sub i don't know whatever we're arguing semantics now i just don't think he was being douchey i don't think that's what he was you know what, Simon? Trying to be like a prick. Considering that this guy is like pro-vaccine, he can go fuck himself anyway. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. He's one of the good guys. <laughs> Let's mandate this guy the fuck out of here. <laughs> he was talking about the female uh, drug pin who uh, imported motorcycle drive-bys. Yeah, I think that's the baddest. Is that the uh, queen of the South, Therese? Therese. She imported that into America. You couldn't even do that. And she <laughs> died that way. Oh, you were making fun of the way Yes, I, I was, yeah. Is there a better way, though, to take someone out? You can roll your R's. Sorry, one second. You can roll your R's. Teres. Teres. Okay. Um, no, that's pretty crazy. I didn't know that's how they came into the States was through uh, Teres. Something has to start somewhere. There's a good one in New Jack City. Can I also say this, though? Oh, going what a great movie I forgot about. New Jack City. Was that nice? Can I also go back to what you were saying about this guy could just make his lane. That should be the movie game. Sorry, this guy man. could just make his lane doing Miami-based cocaine dealer. Like, I, oh, I think anyone could if they wanted sure, to. Sure, but there. my he point is, I think best. there's so many stories. Like, if that's he did what, the baseball story is still Miami. That's what I got from the new Cocaine Cowboys. Was that there Kings are a million? Is that the one? The new, like the doc the six part series. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I got from that. Was like, I had never heard of those guys ever. There must be dozens of them. There are a lot of stories out there of people who didn't get caught. You know, well, I also think that's funny when Joe asked him, like, no one gets no one really gets out of this. Right. And it's like, well, Joe, they do. You just don't hear about them. That's how they got. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, they have to get out way sooner before they get busted or killed. But there's a lot of those guys. You guys have watched the whole six part series. No, I have. The attorney was plot spoiler. The attorney general is or whatever of state's attorney is so pissed off. He goes out, gets wasted and bites a stripper. (laughs) <laughs> he's, he's so angry because he's so stressed like, from the events of the trial. That's like, fucking great. It has to step down. Anyways, yeah. So that in itself only is in a Miami. Do- yeah. Only in Miami. That itself is a uh, documentary. 
He's afraid of iguanas, but he'll eat them. Oh, that whole iguana shit is crazy, eh? He Would thinks that's rather... what took down the building? Well, that's very interesting because they burrow underneath. That mixed with the mafia's faulty fucking craftsmanship. But I was just going to say, wouldn't it be interesting if like, because there's so many conspiracies surrounding that building. It would be hilarious if it was just iguanas. Like the most like, like, because even me, like, let's say I was a, a staunch conspiracy defender. And I was like, that just can't be. I would never in my wildest dreams be like, it's iguanas. It's iguana. You know what I mean? That wouldn't be my defense. It's interesting if you say that the mob built them poorly or whatever organized crime and then organized crime lived in them. Knowing they were shoddy or they, maybe they thought they were good too. They even though they're getting ripped off by the construction companies. Because he mentioned they, she stayed in Champlain Tower. They are the, the construction fell. companies. So they wouldn't necessarily stay in a building that they knew was well, pro- shitty. Probably not, yeah. Maybe it was the iguanas. No, I was just saying the iguanas, like how they're all over the place and yeah. falling out of trees because they're freezing and then coming back to life. And people are getting hurt by them falling, eh? Like, imagine you're just minding your own business and you fucking get knocked out by a falling iguana. A filthy little iguana hits you in the face. Does that bother you? They're big, eh, Maddie? Like, I've seen an iguana, yeah. They're, they're not gross. little fucking lizards. I'd like if we had iguanas here. Just You'd like it? Oh. came out in the summer. No, I would not like that at they all. They are scary. They scare you. Yeah, they're gross. The lizards. lizards are gross. Yes, lizards are gross. I don't like snakes. And they don't even have legs. I definitely don't want fucking iguanas running around. He's definitely not a fan of all the people moving okay. to uh, Florida. Joe asked him, what do you think of all these people coming in? He's like, he's not. Oh, wait, hold on. So maybe, maybe, wait for this, Kamar. Maybe he secretly is anti-vax. He just doesn't want all these people showing up. Mm, that's interesting. So he's pushing the cop a day dying of COVID thing to stop the inflow of people. Ha ha. I mean, if you love your place, like let's say you loved Ottawa. Yeah. Would you be out there like recruiting people to come to to Ottawa? No, you'd be trying to keep it a secret. No, I wouldn't do either. It's such a weird, like, where do you live? Uh, There's no more room at Del Del Boca Vista. (laughs) Del Boca Vista has no more fucking vacancies. It was in the Tuscany where there's no more vacancies. I can't remember. Don't even bother looking. Trust me. (laughs) I I already asked. (laughs) I thought it was a bit rude. You should welcome people to Florida with open arms. He's afraid other people are going to come there and make documentaries. Oh, yeah. That's definitely what he's afraid of. Um, I think he's more afraid that, like, I think right now maybe Florida's, like, half blue, half red. And he just assumes that there's going to be a fucking flood of red. Which is probably more likely than not. People are chasing that idea. I think everybody's just afraid of the homeless. Well, that's everywhere, right? He said the tent cities in, like, that's everywhere now. That's just a common thing. Well, I mean, California's about to lose another, like, 25% of its population, according to what... They're going to get washed out to sea? No, no. Gavin Newsom won the recall in a landslide, and now all these, like... Ben Shapiro and Dave Rubin are both calling for Republicans to leave the, oh, just the to state. Leave, yeah. I see. To Texas or, or Florida, yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's really being torn apart. He says more buildings are going to fall. That's sort of concerning. I, I imagine there's buildings that are, as we said before. I mean, like Simon said, it's pretty now. much a city built on the fucking sand. So, what are you doing there? The Simon? mayor has the best excuse for corruption. He's a lawyer, so any conversation. He yeah, has. listen, I have it's client, it's pro, uh, client privilege, man. <laughs> Lyant. 
Which makes lawyers the best criminal. Yeah. You can always trust them. Well, it's like that scene from The Wire where Omar's uh, Omar's on the stand and Levy's like, the lawyer's like, you prey off of the drugs and the community. You're just like them. You're a parasite. And Omar looks at me. He's like, so are you. So you do the same shit. You're just making money off the drug game. Same as me. It's the same shit. Well written. Well written. Well, you know what I mean? Is yeah. actor saying R.I.P. Omar. Michael K. Williams. Yeah. Have you guys seen that clip of the Russian KGB agent saying? I, I brought it up. I brought it up yeah, on this. Yeah. yeah, it's old enough to be concerning that it's like legit. It's a hundred percent legit. It's hundred percent. There's happening. no fucking way it's not <laughs> it's legit. Like, like, like letting it happen to themselves. Winds of change in reverse. Because winds of change brought people together. There's you want to split people apart. It was just about manipulating people, never, not about. Well, it's yeah, just great. Like, think about it. Imagine if you apart. realized. Imagine if you realized at some point that you were like, we don't have to fire a single bullet. We don't have to lose a single person. We don't have to do it's the coldest. Of we cold can wars. stay here, home. Yeah, and just we're beat just them, gonna make and we're them just gonna implode. Yeah, we'll beat them this way. It's insane. And the fact that it's working is even crazier. Everybody does it, though. They're all doing it. This well, is America's just, done it forever. Winds of change. This yeah. is just common practice, man. But I, I, do you feel like America's losing right now? My point, though, Simon, is it's it's odd to see it working against the states. Yeah. As well as it seems to be working. Yep. And us, because we're, you know, when I say the states, we're the little brother up north. We just fucking do whatever. But this is what happens when you get so involved in like these extracurricular, th you know what I'm saying? And then you reap what you sow. Yeah. Uh, it really, when you look at it from like an outside, if you can like take a step outside of the box, it really feels like some sort of like history lesson being played out again. Um, like some, the Egyptians back in the day loved gold too much. You know what I mean? Like it just seems like, we're all too far into the matrix now that we can't. There's no stepping back to look inside anymore. I was thinking about the matrix. If someone, the designer or whatever, introduces virus just to spice things up, the simulation just wasn't interesting enough. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. like what What is that part of it? Anyways, uh, that is another thing. I'm or, actually excited. Or maybe for that. it is just a virus in the program, like. They created a program, and this is just uh I think what we can all agree on, though, is we're getting taken out by funny memes. Yeah. Like, funny memes are just unst an unstoppable force, whether it comes from some Russian think tank or China. Like, your first thing isn't, what's this making me do, or how it's trying to influence me. It's like, ah, fuck. I will say they this. did it again. I will say this, though. I see so many memes that have the poorest of grammar or, like, a misspelling and... I immediately just think to myself, like, I wonder what this Russian's been up to. Where, the last week. Is the most important. Where are you guys seeing all these memes all the time? You see memes everywhere. Reddit, Instagram, what are you talking about? Facebook? Any, any, any social, social media. media yeah. has memes on the it. internet in general? Like that with the Joe's face turning to horse. Yeah, like, where did you see that? I'm sure that was on Instagram. Reddit is pretty much, if you go to Joe Rogan's subreddit, it's like all memes. memes. It's, it's all the memes. The internet yeah. is memes. You go to our Reddit, our, half of it's memes. It's not your Miami, it's Miami. I like that saying. Sort of, he's saying what the attitude in It's not Miami your Miami, it's Miami. Yeah. Then it got really um, interesting. 
how we tried to tiptoe around uh, critical race theory. Now he's sort of in support of it, you know what I mean? And that's where I thought they had the biggest rift. Because he was saying uh, white privilege has to be taught and like kids need to know that they're racist from the get-go and that... And I, 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 I don't think, think that to me that's not what critical race theory is. No, They're not trying to teach that. It's a, there's there's oppression. This is the argument. Yeah, like you can teach in high school or university when people are critical thinking, but it's the same thing as going out of your way to teach uh, young kids about cross dressing or gender or it, it's sort of may implant something in their head and it might not be. The so best. then, how do you? But let me ask you this. It. Let me ask you this. How do you teach history to grade fives? Then uh, you just teach the basic history we learned, I guess, and keep us ignorant. Like, I don't feel we were racist in not learning that when we were kids that the system was set up to um, discriminate against First Nations stuff. Like, that, I came aware of that whole but thing, had Yeah, but you don't think that would have helped a, a large swath of Canadians that probably I, don't if, treat if, First Nations? I was walking around feeling guilty like I had done something as a six-year-old. That's not what I'm talking about. Or whatever. You, but you, I think you look, at it, you look at it in a weird way. Like, I don't even think a six-year-old or a 10-year-old looks at it. Like, they just are learning about the world, and they're very capable of learning something and then being like, cool, and moving on. It's like, it's like the gay argument. Like, you can just explain to a kid, hey, that guy likes guys. Boom, but we've moved it, on. It should end there. It should be like going to fetishes and stuff like that. No, you don't have to. So but you're I'm, older, then you can teach anything you want. Sure, but I'm just saying, like, I, I I, think that being more upfront and honest, I'm not saying you have to do it in kindergarten, but teaching the real history would have probably helped, for yeah, sure. Well, the, Billy agrees, and it, I felt it was the most awkward. Like, when they were talking about COVID and stuff, I thought that was less awkward than this. Like, Joe... Push back further against that he disagreed with him. He's like, agreed to disagree. Like, I mean, this is why Joe moved to Texas because I just like, it, I don't know. I think the DNC may be the most corrupt of all the political parties, and Billy doesn't see that. I thought that was a bit of a short sighted. I don't, I don't see how you don't see both parties as equally corrupt. That seems crazy well, to me. The RNC did not want Donald Trump to be their leader. Mm-hmm. So if they were corrupt enough, they would have. Yeah, but they want to win. Ab- they want Marco Rubio, whatever. They want to win above all. I don't know. I don't know if it started that way. I just we've seen Bernie screwed over and over and again. I agree. Like, oh, for sure. I'm not saying the DNC anything, is not corrupt looks, as fuck. I, I think they're the most corrupt though. Oh, they just they're so bad at politics. I think the the um, Republicans are more like clunky and, and and can't can't be sneaky like this. You know what I mean? They're they wear their heart on their sleeves. It seems like, but. Somehow, some way, someone is running America right now, and it's not Joe Biden. The The whole system is corrupt. No matter who wins, it's all corrupt. When Donald like, Trump was president, it felt like he, whether he was doing it the wrong way, it felt like he was making these bad decisions, not someone on Joe's behalf. Do you know what I mean? I mean, yay and nay, I think. Corrupt is corrupt, but it's He's not less smart enough to... Yeah, he was, he, and he was doing wild stuff. That's why he got kicked off. It seems odd, even like, even what you're saying seems odd that, so you want the president to have no one in their ear ever, and they just make decisions. Like, you just want one person in charge in yeah, a room. Someone, someone gets the facts and makes a decision. Someone doesn't no, get told No, shouldn't what to it do. be, though? Like, if I was... But why is it told Shouldn't what to you do? get the that, smartest that, that's, that's minds, get every all the opinions you can, works. and then make your decision? That's Yeah. But, so, you but know, you're saying no. You know, you you think Bill uh, Biden's doing that? 
No, I think exactly. I no, no, no. Trump it's not exactly. Yeah. Stop. You do this all the time, Cormor. This what? is the thing. Is that's not what we're talking about. You, you think you've made your point, and then you just move on. We're, that's all. We're, what we're saying is this: If Joe Biden is president, yeah. and someone, let's say, let I don't want to use health because this is a very hot topic right now, but let's say someone from transportation comes to him, and is like, "We need to overhaul all the highways." for safety of whatever. This is a terrible example, but we need to do this. Joe Biden then does it. You're like, well, he's a puppet to what? Transportation? I don't, I don't know. But you, I, weeks ago, we agreed on that he's not in control, but I think Trump wasn't in control for better or for worse. You guys can disagree. I'm not trying to make a point. So what about Obama? Uh, as in control as Trump was, but definitely owned by the banks no but you could see with obama like pretty clearly he started out had all these ideas got into office couldn't do shit second term played the game a little more george w was dick cheney we know that or Mm -hmm. we can assume that from what we've seen from media we don't have to trust what we believe but there you go but hold on but wait wait, but but there's a good example kamar is like you know you can say like right now the DNC is absolutely the most corrupt, but like it's an ebb and flow. That's what I'm saying. They're both terribly corrupt. Yeah, I can like, say what I want. Like yeah, I you could can, be wrong. I think they're the most corrupt. Sure. We can argue it out, but we don't know. Like I just, Billy doesn't think the DNC is corrupt. He he likes Hillary Clinton. Did, did he that's say all that? He yeah. liked Hillary Clinton? He said the most qualified person for the job. I hire people. Yeah, he loves Hillary Clinton. I, I mean, I she was more qualified for the job than Donald Trump. She was, but she yes. didn't get elected. But he, no, I agree. But I I'm just stating the fact. A little bit blinded that way. You guys disagree? It's I, all right. I didn't even hear him saying that. Like, I didn't like Hillary Clinton. But she would have done a better job. We think. I don't know who would have done qualif- better. She was the I, most qualified person. I, I can't say she, she might have been job. the most qualified. I don't think she would have done a better job than Donald Trump. I think it would have been horrible in a totally different way. First, but of all, I don't think Bernie the was the most qualified. Would be so, as divided. if we're really talking about it, out of anyone that had a chance of winning that presidential election, Bernie was by and far the most qualified, and he was ousted. Screwed yes, by the yeah, we. I'm a hundred percent behind you there. Couldn't agree more. Um. He also took the line of Twitter being private business. So Drew's line is then, which you always say. Yeah. Not, he defended it, not being a town square, but uh, he used the uh, no, no shoes, no shirt, no service. The question should be not whether it is or isn't right now. It's whether it should be, I guess, right? Like, should it become a town square where everybody has the right to do it? No, because then you could, like, again, your argument before was if they're if they're swaying elections, then it should be a public service or a utility or whatever. And, like, we know that Joe's podcast can sway elections. So we, we wouldn't want someone telling Joe who he could and couldn't have on. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just look at it as exactly the same thing. No, it's different though. One is the host and the other is a show. You know what I mean? Like I said though, we live in a world of, it's capitalistic. If we all stop using Twitter, they will stop being this way. People like Joe and Billy continue to use it. So we end up right where we fucking are and nothing changes. Yeah, I know the problem. Your point is if you want to change, everyone's going to say, fuck it. I I will stand by that till the day I die. Yeah, they will cave or do whatever they can to get but money, we know for a fact they will money, money talks always, always always so it's never going to change and people want it to change so in order for that to happen it needs to become a utility yeah listen i'm again and this is a very i'm taking the right-wing conservative approach here to this topic which is 
what I'm saying. This is, you wouldn't want them doing this to your business. You wouldn't want to create a successful business and then have the government come and decide, hey, you're a utility now. We've, yeah, you wouldn't want that. In this case though, the only people it's hurting are these companies that have become these like mega billionaire companies, right? So at this point, it would just open up this whole, sorry, this whole field for some underdogs to have a chance to make some money now. Like I just, you know, I, but here's yeah. the thing. This is it's, it. It's the precedent. Though, just hear me so. out. Like, there's always the argument. Like, well, you can't. You can't be bigger than Google now. You can't. You can't even make a Google. You know, um, competitor. These guys. Buy, these guys buy up companies left, right, and center. So you can. Like, Instagram was created in someone's fucking basement, garage, room, whatever. You can make. You can make. Like, there's nothing stopping someone from making. Other than again, we've talked about a money. You could make. No, a, that's why you need the reset. But even then, the social, like, think about a social media platform. We've done this before. If we created it right now and we were just like, it's Wild West, we're not going to make any money. So you're going to have to, like, you're never going to create a social media that doesn't have, let's do it right now. What okay? if, if there was no other place for the advertisers to advertise, then they would be willing to advertise on places where they're scared to now. Like, I don't, I disagree. Okay. So let me start with, okay, we'll start with point A. We create, Right now, the three of us create a website, a social media platform, and we decide there's no rules, okay? Wild West, right? Right away, there's child pornography. So what do we do? Well, we ban the child pornography. Okay, so we've already started down the road of banning. So we've picked one thing that we're banning. Now, why do we ban... Well, listen, Matt, we're the kings. We can do whatever we want. So we make child pornography legal. No, we ban it. Yeah, but this is okay. But this is what I'm saying. So, like, but no, we've I'm now, just playing with yeah, you. we're now the auditors of it's just a weird, slippery slope of like everybody in the end is going to end up like Google, is what you're saying. No matter how small you start, I'm saying like there could be, I don't know, like, I don't know. Billy plans Anyways. on wearing masks moving forward. He likes that extra level of protection just for flying, he said. I'm sure there'll be any group situation. He Sounds said like just for flying. So don't put words in Billy's mouth. I'm Kamar. putting words in his mouth. Do you guys think he can do what he wants, Simon? Yeah, he can. Do you guys no, think you. Do you guys think you will mask up more or like once no one says you have to wear masks? I mean you don't go on planes, so No, I'm gonna <laughs> mask up if I'm sick. For the benefit of other yeah, people. For the benefit of other people, Kamara, I'm gonna mask and up. And you when don't I'm go sick. in large group situations. And I don't go, well, I might, who knows, but you would not mask listen, up. I want the masks to be gone. I was under the, my understanding was that once we got two needles, no more masks, <laughs> this whole, everybody I keep wearing the mask thing <laughs> is news to me. No, but there was people before this who wore masks. You just, you notice, and we've talked about this before. Yeah. I think people should wear masks. And I think people will start to wear masks more. Maybe calm in place, kind of like Asia. But right now, if you don't wear the mask, you're the asshole. Yes, there's going to come a point where you, if you wear a mask, you're the asshole. Yeah, at a, you know what yeah, I mean. That's going to happen. Hopefully, at some point, that will happen. <laughs> well, no, I, anyone can do what they want. I think uh, Tiger King would still break through. They're saying it only broke through because it happened at the perfect time of the pandemic. But I really think that would have caught on. Yeah, I think that Are documentary would have done good no matter like, when it of came. Second course. someone saw it, called someone, spread it. Like, There's no way you heard that guy speak, saw that mullet, found out he was gay, saw the guy with no teeth, and we're like, you know what? 
I'm done with this. The guy with no arm, like, come on. There's no way, right? That thing wrote itself. They were completely There's too wrong much there. going on They're, there. Well, the other guy, the woman killing her husband, it's too, it would have no done way. amazing. There's no way. Kamar, if There's I came no to you with the Tiger King script that I had written, verbatim, <coughs> you wouldn't buy it. You'd be like, this is too... <coughs> You'd be like, this is too overblown. Well, you'd have to fly to Florida just to see it for yourself. No, but no, no. What I'm you saying guys are is falling over yourselves to agree with me. Yeah. What I'm saying, Simon, is I wrote up a, a screenplay called Tiger King and I don't tell you it's based on anyone. Oh, it should be I'm just like, this came out of my head. You'd be like, this is too overblown. No one would believe this. This is what I mean. You'd yeah. have to go to Florida. There's no and way this flies yourself. under the radar. And they're, they're like, no, you know, just. I don't. I don't think they said if that came out in normal time. I don't think it would. Yeah, no. I, I think they're completely wrong on that one. Um, why is Netflix so cryptic? <laughs> you know, they say they won't tell your numbers, and he says so they don't want to pay the contract. They go, That's but they, they no, but they go to us. They go uh, this documentary, this documentary, this documentary. What do you think they have in common? And he goes, uh, cocaine and big tits. Like, do more of that. They're sort of like a. They could say. If you do this, this, and this, it's a winner. You know what I mean? I did think that was really interesting how they said um, they won't tell you the numbers, and then that way you can't say, hey, we did these numbers, pay yeah. me this. You're just always going into these negotiations blind. It's pretty fucking like diabolically brilliant. But they sneakily will tell you a little little, yeah, crumb. This is what you want to do if you want to be. Or that might work. If you want to get an A on your term paper. I will say this, the only and I can't believe I'm defending them. The only the only reason I think it's okay is because how in debt they are. Oh, they got to make their money some way. Well, what I'm saying is they're so in debt that they're I, they're paying most people handsomely. I don't think anyone who who does a Netflix project is leaving like like a UFC fighter like pants, but they know, can't pockets. give him any leverage. I think you'd be surprised, but go on. My point is just like, you know, again, they gave Chappelle 100 million dollars for two, so I don't think he was like angry about his bargaining power there, but no. they're eight billion dollars in debt. But that's for Chappelle, like for the little guys just doing docs. Like, like I wonder how much Billy Corbin got for this. Uh, Probably more than he would have gotten if he had made it pre Netflix. Are we all in agreement oh, there? For sure, for sure, a hundred percent. Well, that's all I'm 100%. saying is like I I don't think you can complain if you were in a situation where you would have had to go sell this yourself to yeah, theaters yeah, and stuff yeah, that that and but you know, 10 years ago before streaming no documentary gets that kind of fucking and this is what i'm saying it. and now he probably gets a, a huge check up front to make the thing he gets a you know I don't, he might be able to do his own right now whereas he puts the dock up five dollars maybe yeah. his own go the louis channel. c at, the at louis ck point. way yeah maybe. i don't know if enough people know about him he you says know? people come up and say, "Have you? You're from Miami. Have you heard of Cocaine Cowboys?" He's saying it's. I mean, it's listen, come around full circle. Maybe. Kamar, when I walk around Ottawa, every third person's like, "Are you Matt Floyd from the Joe Rogan Experience?" Experience. It's staggering lately. I mean, like I can't. If, if I met, if I told my wife, um, "Do you know who Billy Corbin is?" Yeah, she would think she would say Smashing, Smashing Pumpkins, Pumpkins yeah. and she would have no idea who the other Billy Corbin. But if, is. if you asked her, does she know what Cocaine Cowboys is? I don't think she would know. Fair enough. enough. No. Your wife's I mean, not dumb. Maybe, but I just don't think it's as big as, like, he's not like a rock star. I know your answer already. Do you think just uh, the full, getting the full series is the only way to go now? Are there any shows you'll watch and wait? Well, I have to now because there's nothing to watch, and that's how they're doing it again. I hate it. You do hate it. I, I do, hate I, it. I knew that was your answer. I'll put it this bullshit. way. I like having the power to, if I want to binge watch it, do it, but I don't do that anymore, to be honest. I usually watch... 
time. You don't have the time to go that deep. I don't have a job. What do you mean I don't have the time? All okay. I have is time. No, it's just that I don't like. I, I I find that I get burnt out. Like four. You, you're too into especially it. Especially if it's a drama. Like if it's The Office, I can watch 10 episodes of The Office in a row because it's not taxing. I'm not, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay with everything Matt said there. He wants to watch it his way. I want to watch it my way. They shouldn't be deciding the way we watch TV, Matt. We're grown men. You I agree. know, Dump them all at once. You can spread them out over a fucking year if you want and all binge watch. Like, it's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. I think they have a weird concern that people will like, and you know what? I've had this concern. It's weird. I, I don't know why, but like that someone will sign up for the month just to binge watch like uh, you know what i mean like maybe you're maybe you don't have netflix but you're like okay well ozark season four is coming out i'm they, gonna they i'm gonna pay weekly. my 12 bucks billions they do weekly. i mean listen it's that's like amazon complaining about fucking something because i agree Can't the old listen i nothing the, the old model of tv dollars. of making people wait is ridiculous it's obscene you'd prefer well, to get all your doing it again matt that's that's how things are being released not now. all of them a lot of them HBO usually does that. Yeah, HBO does that, yeah. Drives me crazy. But you, on the other end, you can just wait. Yeah, but I can't because I'm so impatient. So you, I, there are some series you watch that you... I mean, it's hilarious that you're wait. sitting here saying you're impatient when you'll binge watch 12 episodes of something and then you'll be forced to wait two calendar years for the next season. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, that's ridiculous. What do you mean? <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying is you have, you know, you do that. We all do that. You have, come yeah, up before we have no just, choice. I'm at the mercy of these things. Reels. But what? for a while, the trend was just give them everything I know. and let them make their own minds up. The point you didn't think, uh, the point I didn't get across there was that the way it used to work was like that for a reason. They were done filming or they filmed it weekly, but it was usually like Sopranos, for example, right? They've done filming everything and it's released weekly. So it doesn't seem like that big a gap between seasons. Oh, if they put it all out, you could watch it one week and get away the whole year. If they get oh, at least I see. six yeah. weeks, out. yeah, okay, fine. That's but what I'm saying. If it's especially if it's a twelve episode season, you know what I mean? That's fucking three or four months. Either way, That's again, fine. let me make up my own mind. I just, I just remember for me the ep- I think it was when The Sopranos was they were trying to re-sign James Gandolfini, and there was like I think it was two and a half or three and a half years between season two and three or three and four. That was absurd. And that's, you know, give the people what they want. Well, that's, uh, that's, we've experienced, we experienced that with COVID. Like all these and the writer strike a few years ago. Remember that too? That was. Like, I'll recently. tell you the Game of Thrones, for example. Yeah. There's a show that Weekly. like, there are so many things going on in each episode that, you know, you might not see Daenerys for like four episodes. So if you're waiting every week and you like Daenerys, do, do you see you what I'm driving you at? You'd prefer getting your Game of Thrones at your disposal. I watched it again, like, in one huge chunk. It's a way better show. The funniest thing about this conversation is that it really actually boils down to self-control because there's absolutely nothing stopping you from waiting until the whole series is released. Yep. And the other problem is... And there's nothing stopping you from planning out your life properly (laughs) and watching it in increments if that's what you want to do. But we're, again, we're all in agreement that we should be able to make up our own minds. Simon, let's also... I want to say this. Netflix also has a lot of shows now that they're filming weekly. 
That's why you get an. That's why you have to wait an episode a week because they're literally releasing it like South Park, where they they start on Monday, they're done by Friday. It's released Saturday. You know what happens sometimes when you okay. binge too? You fall asleep. I find phones are the biggest issue. Like when I if I want to watch something to watch it, my phone's going in another room. Oh, you don't want to be distracted. I will be distracted. I find three episodes in, I fall asleep and wake up two episodes later and watch it. I I think I'm more present if it's uh, just weekly. Uh, That's it for uh, Billy Corbin. Random boys. Um, I mean, I like this episode. I give it a three and a half. I will mirror that three and a half. It was the most civil disagreement I've, you know what I mean? Well, the first disagreement you thought was civil. The second one you thought got a little... You thought the cl- no, critical race... I still think they worked through it. Yeah, yeah it, fair it, enough. But I, I just thought that, that they were way more not being able to find common ground than they were on issues that maybe someone else, Joe, would have pushed back harder or whatever. That's we, why I think I shut it down that, and said, we, we're not doctors, let's not talk about it. That's what I meant, though, is I think this guy knows he has that golden ticket. And I think he's never going to be on the podcast again. I disagree. <laughs> I give it a two. <laughs> All right, we are going to take a break. We're going to pay not one, but two bills. And then we'll be right back. Guys, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp.com. What interferes with your happiness? Are you feeling depressed? You feel anger? Maybe it's anxiety, stress eating away at your life. Maybe it's a self-esteem issue. Uh, Do you feel like there's something preventing you from achieving your goals? I know for me... Uh, I had a wicked drinking problem in my 20s, and uh, it would have been nice if there had been someone there to help. Luckily, I overcame it, and I can tell you right away, I feel much better. That's where BetterHelp comes in. Uh, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own professional licensed therapist. Uh, It's so convenient. You can connect in a safe and private online environment. Uh, You can usually start communicating with someone in under 24 hours, that's good. You'll get that timely and thoughtful help that you need. Uh, this is not a self-help website. It is professional counseling. You can send a message to your counselor at any time. Uh, as well, you can schedule weekly and video phone sessions. Um, we know that during COVID, the last thing you want to do is be going into a doctor's office, sitting in a waiting room, putting on the mask. Um, no one wants that. That's where BetterHelp is perfect. It's all done online, super convenient. Uh, it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling. And they offer financial aid, and they're available worldwide, which is wonderful. Uh, There's also a broad range of expertise available, which may not be available locally in many areas. You never know. You may live in a rural area. Um, They may not have a specific type of uh, counselor that you're looking for. So that's where BetterHelp also comes in handy. Uh, They offer licensed professional counselors who are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, Anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem. Guys, you name it, that's a lot of checked boxes. Uh, Anything you share is, of course, confidential. Uh, The website is convenient, professional, affordable. They do have testimonials on their website if you want to go check it out. Uh, They have so many people using BetterHelp right now that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So also, if you're a counselor and uh, you're having tough times during COVID, maybe head over to BetterHelp and see if you can get yourself a job. You never know. Uh, if you want to start living a happier life today, as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash J-R-E-E. Join over 1 million people taking charge in their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash J-R-E-E for your 10% 
discount off your first month. Guys, go check them out. Thank you so much. Guys, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by BetDSI.com. If you are a sports fan like myself, then you must know that September is just that that sweet spot of the year as far as sports go. The NFL's back, NCAA football, English Premier League, all of it. All of it. And where do you want to bet it? You want to bet it at BetDSI. Guys, they are an industry leader in football betting. Doesn't matter if you are a professional like myself or you just want to get into it. BetDSI is the place to go. They have live in-game betting, which is unbeatable. If you want my personal opinion, I love the live in-game betting. You can bet everything. You can bet your favorite team. You can bet props. You can literally bet on almost everything right up until the final whistle. Now, again, with college and NFL football being back, I don't think you can find a better place. Whether it's fantasy, props, parlays, single bets, over-under, BetDSI's got you. There are 10,000-plus betting options daily on all the sports you love to watch. They also, of course, have a live casino. So if it's uh, the one-armed bandits you like, if it's roulette like me, oh my God, I love that roulette. It doesn't matter what you play, they've got you. BetDSI is top-rated on betting review sites. So why not use them? If you already pay attention to sports, if you're already a savvy sports fan, why not turn that into a little extra cash? Hell, even if it's not sports, you can bet on pop culture on there. You can bet on uh, reality TV. They have it all. And the best part about BetDSI is their fast payouts. They have some of the fastest payouts in the industry. You just play, you win, and you get paid. It's really that easy. BetDSI offers betting options for everything. You can bet NFL, college football, NBA, NHL, UFC, golf, you name it. Like I said, too, you can bet on politics, reality TV. If you're into esports, they have virtually everything on there. And like I said before, you can try live betting. It's never too late. Just because the game has started, don't let that get you down. I can't tell you how many late game comebacks I've bet on and made some sweet, sweet juice on. So don't forget live betting. And the best part is, if you're a listener of the show, you're going to get 100% new member bonus. That's right. If you sign up today using promo code JOE100, we will double your money. You can't beat that, can you? I play there myself. I couldn't recommend BetDSI more. If you want some excitement, you want to get into the action of sports betting, this is your place. So guys, once again, head over to betdsi.com, use the promo code JOE100, and you will get this limited time 100% bonus offer to make some extra cash on the sports you know and love. Even better, if you deposit using Bitcoin, you get 100% deposit bonus on your first two deposits up to $2,000. It's only a game until you bet it at BetDSI. We're back. Thank you to BetterHelp and BetDSI. Links will be in the description. Go check them out. What was? Jane running. 1707, Kurt Metzger and Kyle Dunnigan. The Pussies. Why do you keep calling them the Pussies? That's the name of their show. It's The Pussies. Oh, it's actually called The Pussies. Oh, I thought you were being derogatory this whole time. No. Uh, I call them the sycophants. <laughs> you I call them whatever you want. Show off. 
Um, <laughs> Just people who agree with Joe no matter what. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Well, he's putting them on, so they're in a... Uh, and Matt made a good point that Kyle Dunnigan obviously was about to be nothing until Joe started. Kyle Dunnigan. Kyle Dunnigan owes everything to Joe. Um, I didn't know he dated Sarah Silverman. I also did not know that. Who, who would have known anything I also he did, did not before know that. Joe started talking about him? Yeah, such a, <laughs> before such Joe a long, started talking a long about neck. They're, uh, a long they're definitely neck. yin and yang, though. Kyle and Did, uh, Kurt. Kurt, yeah. I mean, last time Kurt was on, he was on one, but he's also with Owen Benjamin, and it was almost. Oh my god, that was so long ago. So long ago. That was the last time Kurt was on. No, no, that was he's not. Been on since. That was not the he's last been time. On since. No, he's not been on. Yes, yeah, he has. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm sure he has. I'll find it right. Well, now, for sorry. purposes of the podcast, he's not no. been on. Since. <laughs> okay, well, he has. he was maybe he has been, but yeah. he was. Uh, Is it Kurt with a K? A lot yeah. more palatable this episode. Yeah, he's got. I'd like Kurt Metzger. I don't know. I found, I found he interrupted a bit. The but. way they they play off each other, they, they make a whole person. I'm not sure I got that so much. Like I was with Matt. I April twenty second, twenty twenty. So Kurt Metzger. The last time we saw him was with uh, Oh Benjamin. No, that <laughs> would have been in like fucking <laughs> nineteen ninety six. But <laughs> this might just do the movie. Thing. It has to be the last three years. But if you're new, you want to go check out the Patreon. We did a throwback where we listened to Owen Benjamin's crazy ass and Kurt Metzger. And it's very interesting to see how he's changed so much. That's what I was going to say, Kamar. It wasn't during the time we did a throwback for that one. It could have been fucking 10 it years ago. Just a plug for the Patreon, which will be mandated. So don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry. About um, it. None of you can listen unless you fucking get anti unvaccinated. No, Kyle Dunnigan is like a bumbling, holding onto the spectrum. If he doesn't have help, he, he, like he's a he's a autistic genius. Am I wrong, or was the last time he was on? Did you mention that he doesn't make a lot of eye contact or any? It was not me, and I Kyle Dunnigan's been on before. Yes. Oh my god, I thought this was his first time. What really? He's been on twice. Oh wow! Let's show the research. I don't know I've if he's done. been on twice. I think he's here. Been I go on back once, to the here. I go back to the phone. Second. This is his second appearance. time, but I'm, maybe I'm wrong about that. Who knows? Well, no, he is. He's like, definitely been on before. He's so socially awkward. It starts with the ice fiasco, where they pass the ice bucket. And he oh puts yeah, his hand. <laughs> that was <laughs> that was like, awesome. What are you doing? And then he kept like doing one ice cube at a time. Well, dude, it's the smallest little thing. I don't know if you noticed when uh, Joe started doing it, he had to do it the same way. I like, just put the glasses in, but it was just like he was the one who asked for the booze yeah, to loosen it, it up. It was funny, and Joe just surrendered his sabbatical. Like, I'm not drinking for a month, but crack it open. Why? Kyle Dunnigan was on June 21st of 2018 and June 18th of 2020. This is his third time. Huh? His third time. No yeah. eye contact, Kyle. So awkward. How do we get, I guess his success has allowed him to have better stories. Because he was, he's sort of like floundering, I found. Like Joe was loving his content, but he was like, I can't get traction or, or you know I mean, what Kurt I mean? kept interrupting him too. That didn't help. No, no. I mean, sorry. Oh, Kyle's you're talking about before. Previous yes, thing was yes. like. Well, yeah, he I'm was, glad. I'm glad you like it, Joe. I just wish he was in the comedy scene, obviously, because he was dating Sarah Silverman. That was, was all pre Joe. He was a, a, a stand-up comedian. Yeah. But even then, it's interesting to hear him say, "I was a stand-up comedian, but I never did impressions." Because it, considering he how that was going to pigeonhole him, considering or, or how good him. he is, like his Bill Maher is fucking ridiculous. He's he's, he's sort of like a um, an idiot savant, a Martin Short though, like. 
you, you know, when, he, yeah. when he tries to be normal, he can't. But when he acts or he's doing a character, like, yeah. like puts him in this weird comfort zone. Where what was that character that Martin Short did? The big fat Jiminy Glick. Jiminy Glick. Glick. The Jiminy best. Um, some no. say he's like the best at that. Martin Short? Martin Short. Like uh, Ali G did it. Like, yeah. Of all the people, Jimmy Glick is really good. So what do you do again? Yeah, you know who do, who ended up being amazing at Zach that? Yeah, Zach Galifianakis is so fucking yeah, old, good at you, that. You've got to give him the credit. I love when he asked Paul Rudd. He goes, "So for any aspiring young actors, how do you hide being a Jew so <laughs> in Hollywood?" <laughs> and their expressions are everything. That one's so good. I love what he asked Brad Pitt, though. Like, I know that one's the most played out, but it's really funny. What does he funny. ask him? I don't remember. He It's something about Angelina Jolie. Oh, okay. Cool punchline. I don't remember. <laughs> I, what I know. The thing was. I'll look it up. It's, it's it seemed funny. like every time Kyle opened his mouth, like, to try to talk about, like, they talked about the web name thing and just got, it, it needed Kurt to, to bring it back, like, in the zone. I, I don't know. I, I thought they... I felt kind of bad for Kyle, though. There was like, like, Kurt at one point is like, tell him about your neck. And so he tells him about his neck and Joe is just like deadpan and Kurt's dying. And then Kyle is smoking a cigar, kind of like just waiting for Joe to react at all. And it's like, okay, sweet. No reaction. I thought Joe was cracking up. And that's why if you watch, I thought he couldn't breathe. You know what I'm saying? No, that was after when they were talking about him being the bird that dunks his head. Oh, yeah, that was so funny. That was funny. Yeah. And they're talking about uh, O.J. Simpson, who's the reason that uh, Norm, Norm got fired yeah. from SNL. I thought it was a nice time. Um, hey, Twitter world. Then they started talking about diversity casting and totally got lost. Yeah. They got lost with them. Like It got out of control. He's telling the story. He's the orator of the story, but he doesn't want to get canceled. <laughs> And Kurt's like, it's all fucking bullshit. And it, I just got lost in it. What are we even talking about? Them. When they, had, they <laughs> hire, they were talking about d- diversity hiring. Like, he, they would not know how a white guy would get a job in a writing room right now. Mm. Just, just no, that's not what they said. They said there just always has to be like one. Kurt said, I do not know how you'd go about doing oh, it Oh, because then they started talking about the they. And they got yeah. lost in right. them. Yeah. And they gotcha. did not do a good job. I mean, but then they started talking about the clown. Like Kyle Dunningham has the best references. I don't know if they're supported by anything, but did you see the clown guy? Yeah, the old man. Yeah, I went and looked at it, and uh, it made me think of Steve O. <laughs> yeah, they were shooting was, on clowns, like yeah, and Steve O started as a clown, yeah, and in Sarasota, I believe. In it. So did um, somebody else, or whose dad was a clown, a comedian. No, you don't remember? Doesn't matter. Well, don't Someone's forget, father too. father was a clown? Was actually a clown. Clowns are yeah. scary looking. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, it's, it, it gets lost. After already. it. Like, you can never, and poltergeist. I think they only serve as distractions to bulls. And that's why they should be clowns. At the rodeo, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kyle, on the other <clears> hand, <throat> grew up in a room full of clowns. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> His There's mom so sounds things. like his mom sounds like quite the fucking My grandmother, she was like a collector lady person. Yeah. She had a room in her house called the doll room and it was just everything you would imagine like George Costanza's mom there. Yeah. Who, or no, it was uh what's her name? Um George's wife. Susan. Susan. Yeah, with the dolls. Yeah. She had a room like that. There were some fucking creepy dolls in there. 
do you I feel hate dull people? Do you feel douchey when you show your art to someone? Simon I doesn't show his art. We know well, you this. know they were talking about uh, actors who would like bring a girl home and like their foreplay would be <laughs> showing their That's acting. The weirdest yeah. shit ever. It, it's so it, you know what I mean. I, I I don't even like playing comedy for someone or. Well, it's the same idea as like, oh, do you want me to play you a song? You know. Well, the, but you want to be able if, to show if, off your if talent. That's what you do. Like, oh, do you want to watch me juggle knives? I mean, I would say yes to that 10 times out of 10. I'm not going to lie. There are some talents that are going to be harder to show the ladies. But could you like send her a DVD home with a DVD? Like check out my stuff. Like to do it in the presence is it's fucking awkward. But it, 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 he explained why actors are mentally ill. Because you know everything in life is like don't take it personally. Like it's literally the most personal thing. Like we don't like you. It, it, it's you. You, know, you said the lines, but we don't like you. You know what, what is though? the one thing that you take so personally? Yeah, but I knew a lot of actors that that all said the same thing. They were like, you, A, you see the same casting agents a lot, and you have a rapport with them. It's not that you don't take it personal because like you have this good rapport, and they're like, you're just not great for this role. But eventually you do get some roles, hopefully. I mean, again, if you're the type of actor who never gets any roles because you're trash, then yeah, but you're probably also not it too mentally. no one likes you. But keep in mind, come on. You're, Even in your scenario, they grow to like you. Then you get the roles and you get in the game. You're forgetting, though, that there's... Just like when you watch American Idol, there are so many people out there who don't have a good friend or who are so oblivious to their lack of skill. It's like you. You know this. Dude, how many people show up to open mic still that have been doing it 10 years, have not gotten any better, and still call themselves comedians are still like... There's so many delusional people out there that get no laughs, but are like, I'm going to keep plugging away at it. Yeah, but even even their delusion, I'll say it was the people or whatever. And I guess the actor says it was the casting director. But I just That's think it. it's the most personal rejection there is. It's hard. I hear what you're saying. Like, you're really putting yourself out there. You're really putting yourself? You're, I'm, I'm going to act like... In order to succeed, you have to be judged. The thing that you but want isn't the that most, the same with everything, really? But I mean, again, you're also talking about like, it's a weird thing because you know that there's not a lot of roles. Right, so you got to go in being like, yeah, you put yourself up for a certain amount of like punishment from the beginning, knowing that you know. I think only I, I think it's more direct personal punishment than even like bombing on stage, it's going into a audition. No, I think it's, your, I mean, listen, I'm Kamar. I get, I, I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I, I get what you're saying. This like is why it, Joe said they're crazy, and I said I, I agree. I mean, if you're having a terrible day, your worst day, and you go to your fourth audition that day, and like. I have a good story. One of my teachers told me that his worst audition, he was doing it like via Zoom before it was Zoom, but they did it like via video. And he said it was three people in LA and he said he was doing a monologue and mid monologue, he just heard someone get up and walk out and he heard the door shut and he was like, and I have to just keep, he's like, I had like two minutes of my monologue left. You yeah. have to keep doing it. And he's like, it was. Take that personally. Yeah. He's like, if you're riveting, they'd stay. I'm just saying, though, again, like, he he didn't take it, like, he was like, that was my worst, but, you know. Is he crazy? Is he crazy? No. He's a grounded actor. Yeah, he got work, yeah. Exception well, to Joe's rule. Uh, shout out to you for editing. Kyle talks about editing all the time. Yeah, well, like, I, what it, I do is not anywhere near what well, not he compared does. to what he's doing, but I just maybe shout out. That's hard work you do. I'm grateful you do it. And then he comes up with Williams, the friendly disease. Which isn't even true. He's like, as a matter of fact, there's one disease that's good. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's almost like it's material. He it's had a whole bit low. Yeah. The only side 
effect is you're friendly to they look it up. And like, it makes you semi-retarded. It's like, <laughs> you didn't have to look into it. I just wanted to share my funny thing. Then they talked about Rolling Stone magazine. We talked about the credibility already. Yeah. Uh, then a lot of COVID, COVID, COVID talk. And Kurt was more out there. And Kyle is just like trying to tread the waters and not say anything. I, I just thought it was hilarious there. Yeah, Kurt just wanted to talk about ivermectin. That's all he wanted to do. And the, it's not that the information is bad. It's the misinformation that's bad. That just makes doubt, like, the why the news are saying it's horse dewormer. Like, anyone drawing their own conclusions now create conspiracies. So I, I don't think the information about social distancing or any of that's bad, you know what I mean? But then being disingenuous sort of, Torpedoes all your credibility. Yeah, for sure. And I it, find, and they keep going. It all started with Fauci and the masks. Yeah, like right from the very start of this goddamn thing, it started with a fucking lie, which is weird too. No, because it's not a lie. We believe the masks do something. No, he said no. right off the bat. He was like, "Oh, remember?" He, he was like, "Don't use masks." Mask. Yeah, but he was saying that. Well, we—that's what he says. To yeah, serve the. So yeah. what is even the truth now? The weirdest part about that, though, is like, dude, you're in the upper levels of government. You guys can just go out and put a blockade on, like, the selling of of masks. They didn't want to cause pandemonium by doing that. Like, if people saw that, they'd be like, oh, my God. Guess what there was this. anyway? We're in big pandemonium. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> ridiculous. No, except it was toilet paper, not masks. You know? No, but there were people gouging masks. I remember the FBI raided some place that had, like, 50,000 masks in New York that they'd, they were price gouging. Sorry, Kamar, what were we talking about there? Oh, uh, we were talking about uh, Rose McGowan. She's the worst. Flipping the script. No, but she, she came with the Me Too, and now she's against the Hollywood elite, who she said uh, Gavin Newsom's wife came to her and said, like, pipe down about Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein claims that he had sex with Jennifer Lawrence. Wow. I believe it. And she vehemently denies it. I would too. Well, wouldn't you? Well, I'd, she's she's done very well. She's super hot too. Mm-hmm. Underrated. Like when she's in the Hunger Games, I didn't see it. But then she's a good actress. She's amazing. Yeah. She's amazing. Um, do you know Gavin Newsom was the mayor of San Francisco? Yeah. Well, they brought it up like seven times. <laughs> Isn't it so strange? Like this guy. No, leaves, I I didn't know that. This guy leaves debacle in his wake. I don't think they fix the election, but it's he's not a good person. I mean, you're forgetting, though, that like stuff goes. California is a huge state. Most of the state doesn't know your track record. You know, if you've never been like if you live in Southern California, you've never no been to, doing their own research. Yeah. And again, you're like, fuck, I don't know who this guy is. But I, maybe he's a nice guy, but I think he might be like he's a, probably a piece of shit. Garbage. He's probably a piece of shit. Um, and then uh, there was the, the divorce. With the art collection. Yep. We're 600 million, I think. Yep. And Joe got really upset mm-hmm. with the painting. Did you see any of the paintings? I did, yeah. What do you think? I mean, I believe that something is worth whatever someone will pay for it. But I also believe art like that is a way for... To, just to, like to pe- be douchey. No, I think oh, people, no, just like people say with NFTs, I truly believe it's a way to launder money across the board for the most part. Take something that's not worth anything... Put a huge amount of value to it, move the money around. You know, I I, I think outside of like the Banksy's or maybe the the classics, like a Picasso, a Monet, you know what I mean? 
I feel like modern art like that, especially stuff like that, at least Banksy has like a message where you could be like, I understand what, you know. And at least he sells it for 20 bucks randomly. Yeah, and then someone so resells it. it. Yeah, precisely. It's um, So I don't know. It's, it's a weird one. Did you understand what they're saying about that Leonardo da Vinci? Da Vinci? Well, no, the painting, how it's like. Yeah, it's, well, it they, took them 10 years to like take chip by chip of paint off. I mean, the painting was. They found a famous um, art. What's the fucking word I'm looking for? When you make fake art. Forgery. Thank you. They found an <laughs> art forger um, and they figured it out because he was doing all of his forgeries on old uh, dogs playing poker. So like there's a, there's a lot of classic canvases come out that have layers upon layers of like it was just they just reuse their canvases. And the further down you go, but who could afford to do that? That's just, that's the best story ever. What's crazy to it's me finding is... Finding something at a yard sale. Oh, those are the best. That's and the it's best, a, that's the a best real story, Picasso yeah. or something. That's what. That's a great documentary. Who the fuck is Jackson Pollock? Have you seen that one? Uh, I don't think I have. It, this woman, uh, this dude's driving by like, he's in like rural Tennessee and he drives by this trailer and he sees on the lawn what he believes, what he is certain is a original Jackson Pollock. On the lawn, just like out to the elements? Well, it's on like a piece of wood. So it's sitting, yes, just out to the elements. So he goes up to this woman and he's like, excuse me, like, I'm I'm pretty sure you have a Jackson Pollock here. And she's like, uh, who the fuck is Jackson Pollock? That's obviously, hey, there it is. He convinces her to get the the thing tested. And she goes through this long process of getting it like, they took a paint sample from Jackson Pollock's original um, studio and they took a paint sample from this painting and it matched like 99 point whatever. But there's this one Jackson Pollock um, art certifier in New York that will not certify it. He just refuses. He's like, this can't, it just can't be. I, yes, I think I've seen that. So it's all about her trying to, or her son really trying to move because she spent like a decade. You've told us about this before. It's ringing a bell. Okay, I apologize. I no, 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 no. Yeah. I just no, definitely haven't seen it. It's really good. It's, I mean, she never, the craziest is this. Someone offers her 10 million for it and she won't take it because she's like, if this is a Jackson Pollock, it's worth a hundred million. But she hundred million. Yeah. The, the other guy sort of brought it to her and then she took on the crusade. She was throwing darts at it, Kamar. That's the best part of the movie. Exactly. She's like, we, me and my my neighbor were throwing, using it for darts, but she bought it at a yard sale for like a buck or something. It makes me think that that can never happen with NFTs. No, because they're all certified. You won't yeah. ever be able to find an NFT. There's no forgeries anymore. There's, uh, there's no way to like, I just happened upon this NFT at a garage sale. Yeah. Like, you could find a wallet. That's not true. You could, yeah, like Simon's saying, you could find... But you wouldn't have the key, the seed for it, so it's useless. Somebody could have written it out on the key. You never know, you know, like that would be hands the down the dumbest the human key. being alive. Things have dumber things have happened. With those darts of the Jackson Pollock. But Simon is technically, if you found like a seed and the wallet, then yeah, you might find a ten million worth of NFTs. Who knows? Well, I think we just discussed why an NFT actually has more value than yeah potentially legitimacy than uh, even a painting i like the idea of being able to find things at uh, garage sales personally yeah nfts taking that away uh michael winslow is the most amazing yep sound effect guy and brazil uh, they should have brought him up rozel rozel we're talking about um we sound dated though kamar there are guys now that blow rozel out of the what's water his name beatboxers michael winslow from uh police academy yeah. police academy thank you that's what i was looking for. but yeah rozel dude 
I remember seeing him at DV8 at Lansdowne. He did If Your Mother Only Knew, where he does the beat and the chorus at the same time. I was Too much stuff. floored. It's That's amazing how it's people amazing. can do that. It's nuts. Like, have I ever showed you how I can do like the... And then I can hum at the same time. Well, it's no, like maybe real... you should show us. Yeah, well, no, show I, I, I got to work at it for a second. I can't. <laughs> take, take your time. Take, take, your, take your time. We're not going anywhere. Okay, hold on. You guys keep talking. I'll figure because, it out. Because, like... It's it's almost better than magic. Beatboxing? I mean, it's do, do, it just doesn't make sense. Do you know what I mean? Like, but it's like ventriloquism or like throwing yes, your voice. Yes. Like magic is is generally an illusion. Yeah, there's real magic, but that sort of control you can't even imagine. I mean, Simon's about to. No, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> oh man, we'll do it. We'll do it on the uh, just Morris know. Show for just the know, show. I can. Just know. Yeah, fuck that. I'm mandating that shit, Kamar. But it just feels like those guys should be on higher pedestals. I, I guess what you're saying is now on TikTok, there's a million of them, but that, the drum beat and the guitar and the bass. It's insane. It's just it's there are no albums insane. being made like that, so like, where's the pedestal to lift them to? You know what I mean? Like, you're not going out guess, and buying an album of a beatboxer doing... Well, no, with the roots, it got there. He, I think he put out an album. Rozal <laughs> put out an album, yeah. It just hip hop wasn't what it was today. Okay. Well, um, you think he could put out that album today and it would like top the charts? No, beatboxing is a very niche. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, if hip hop was as popular was and he was as groundbreaking, well, then was. how come somebody haven't done that? Like people do everything. All I'm the sure, time. they do do it. I saw a guy from the UK. Pentatonics is huge. I saw a guy named Killa Kella from the UK at Surface Soundbar. He was. Like, he's a beatboxer, dude. He seen it. He was probably. Twice as good as Razo. But someone had to blaze the trail. Yeah. I just wanted to give those guys get a shout well, out. Michael Winslow is the guy. He's Michael the Winslow, he was just like a sound effects guy, wasn't he? I yeah, didn't but know I'm he sure he's a beatboxer. I think he was a comedian, though. He did it yeah. on this show. They played it. He did use a distortion bar with Jamie. I know, but I wouldn't whatever. put him in the same category as like... Um, Rozelle? Or, exactly. Yeah. Okay, no, sure. I think Rozelle is inspired like by that. Michael Winslow. Winslow may be... Name, name another person. You know, the other guy who did sound effects. Like. I don't think Michael Winslow was inspiring the hip-hop community, you know? Okay, would you care to disagree? Care to disagree? Uh, <laughs> sidebar, I got I watched uh, how music is made, or the gut sound for uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, with like the broccoli and the heads of lettuce and stuff. Oh, Yo, yeah. you saw that? Very cool. Foley, well, Foley artist, you know, yeah. Like, Foley you know, artist, yeah. It's very interesting. Those sounds are like. What always fucks me up is like, how did you get into that? I don't know, but it pays a lot of money. Oh, once you're, yeah, of course, because it's a very neat. But you know what I mean? Oh, like, no, you have to be on the ground floor, friend of the guy who started. I was the game. gonna say, yeah, the guy gives you a job. He's like, I guess, we're yeah. gonna make you the sound guy. You're gonna work with the broccoli and the lettuce. Then you figure it out, and yeah. you're indispensable. Um, it was interesting that the Saudi prince that involved the painting that's on the Khashoggi. yacht is the Khashoggi killer. Yeah, and that the painting is worth more than the yacht. You have to be some kind of asshole to put a painting of substantial value on your yacht. More, We've been through this. Any place where like it can catch on fire, or, like it's more, crazy. It's worth more than the yacht. Not so much catch on fire. Like if you have it in your home, at least it's displayed. Your home could catch fire. Like, no, but I'm saying like it could, oh yeah, you're it right. Could sink. It could sink. Yeah. It just puts another variable out there, you know? Oh, but that makes it cool if it's some sort of glass preserved case in a locker. It's true. If it ended it up sinks. at the bottom of the ocean, you like salvage it. the only person who could get it was James Cameron and his personal <laughs> little fucking submersible there. But it's crazy that the painting is 
worth more. Or yeah. the yacht. And, and the I yacht. assume the yacht is shocking. Shocking. You're not worried about the painting. It's, it's not like a one of those uh, wakeboard boats with the big speakers on it. But again, it's like what you were talking about. Like one of those yachts to those guys is like fucking buying a car to a normal person, you know? Yeah. You can't even fathom the amount of money they have. They're not on those lists, those fucking sheets. No, they have tons, tons of cash. And they talked about Epstein, mm-hmm. which that's been, it's gone. So yeah, who, who, you said Epstein, <laughs> I was like, I don't even know who you're talking about. And someone pointed out that. Um, well, what happened to Jelaine? Jelaine? She's alive. But let me ask. No, because she? wasn't she supposed to get. Does she exist? Who are these people you're talking about, Matt? Wasn't she supposed to get sentenced recently? Or she at- has to go to trial first. Well, yeah, but why didn't that happen? We don't nope. even know if she's alive. You, we have no fucking idea. Someone pointed out that Ghislaine Maxwell is in holding, waiting to go to trial, and people at January 6th have, have gone been through the yeah. convicted. This is very interesting. Yeah, what is your system. answer, Kamar, just out of curiosity? Oh, like, here we go. Buckle Trump up. and Ghislaine, the I wish you the best, that whole fucking ordeal. He fucked her, and then she fucked him. He actually had sex with her, and then uh, she ghosted him. <laughs> so that's passive, passive aggressive. You know what I mean? All the best to her. I fucking hate her. No, but you know what I'm saying? Like that's really where his whole fucking shtick falls apart and, for me. That one moment just that, means he's on the take. Well, that one moment just means he is like so corrupt right like sometimes that's all it takes is one line uh joe didn't know that the um best of enemies was time to fill up during election coverage they didn't just put them on to debate mm-hmm. i didn't it, know it was that the either. first coverage of an election and there's like enough panning you know just people with the signs in the stands and there's nothing going on they said let's have these two duke talk. it out yeah which I, I guess it is true. It doesn't happen anymore. Just, no, no, it happens all the time. That's I guess what it's podcasts Crystal are and, and YouTube. And no, yeah, no, not in the debates though. Did you see those fucking? Um, he, our debate is, was is just the most ridiculous. I know we talked about this last week, but it was so stupid. What is the point of even having these debates if you're going to give them twenty second time limits? Yeah, I have know? something that's going to make you go irate in the post show. Make you go. Did you guys yeah. know? Jesus Christ. Did you guys know Joe Biden had uh, brain surgery? I had no idea. <laughs> That's crazy. How did nobody talk about this during the election? Do you think that could have been brought up? You would have guaranteed him losing simply by saying, thank you so much, Mary. Simply by saying, this guy had brain surgery. The top of his skull removed. The whole top of his skull. But I, He's, he's call- like Frankenstein. He's taking the information from his advisors and making the best decision. Um, no, but your party should be fucking embarrassed that they didn't use yeah, that no, to fucking make sure this guy didn't. You get always in. wonder about this stuff. Uh, Just shows you after, that everybody's working with everybody. No one's good at it, and I guess it's a relieving fact when they talked about Reagan. Yeah, <laughs> walked into the room apparently with the White House saying, "This has some significance." <laughs> I, I, I'm related to this as president. I think they were really scared with Reagan when he like was in massive decline at the end there Man, during his okay. second term or whatever. Um, 
Because he has the football, right? Like, I this think is a guy who has his finger on the button. They had to have what's-her-name do everything at that point. Well, no, I... Uh, Nancy. I was going to say, before we were talking about who's in charge, it was uh, George Sr. From head of the CIA was vice president. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So they weren't afraid. Oh, of, it was a Cheney thing. It was exactly what yeah. it was. That really was just like it played itself out again. Yep. I think everyone was happier when that happened. That all looks amazing. She should have told us who we could shout out. It's a pop-up, so. Yeah, but. It won't be there tomorrow. It won't be there tomorrow. Oh, I don't yeah. know. Whatever. A lot of love for Elon. Out of Kyle. Yeah, yeah, this, Kyle. this continues. Kyle? Can I also say, though? Kyle Dunnigan. Oh, Kyle. Kyle then was like, man, wouldn't it be great if there was a bullet train from Matrix Vegas to L.A.? And I, right I was like, yeah, Kyle, if Elon hadn't shut something like that down, that would be cool. Joe really is like triple downing on Elon, though. You know what I mean? He's not going to be able to back out of this one and be like, oh, I said all along no. that Elon was a fucking evil mastermind. Yeah, if he's wrong about this one, there's a he'd have to get rid of he'd have to scrub so many episodes. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to be right. I, I just, hope Elon is I the just savior. I know I am. I hope Elon is. the I savior. know I am. This is too obvious, and that's how it works in this simulation. Matt is some things are just like uber obvious, so much that humans are like, "Well, that can't be true because it's so obvious." But it is. It's just I don't know if it's like when they wrote the program, they just had so little respect for the creatures that were having to be in that program. Maybe. You want to eat that, don't you? Oh, I'm dying. Okay, fine. We'll take... Are they just brainwashed or something? Huh? Or they're towing some line? What? 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 They don't see what you see in Elon. Who? Kurt. No, it's that... No, no, no. It's that I think a lot of people don't know like what I I had to find all that stuff out that I said I did, I wasn't aware of that I had to dig deep and find it and then when I found it I was like okay I think a lot of people are blinded by you know they do live in California the Tesla is a great car and, I want one and people just don't look at it that way like nobody looks at it through the eyes of like a comic book you know what I mean they just go ahead living their lives and but I think this one is pretty obvious that what? this guy is fucking evil I think in this podcast they talked about how sort of Bill Gates fell from grace when his relationship with Epstein did come out. It's weird. You think you know something and everyone knows it and then it comes out like two weeks later or three weeks later and it's, you know what I mean? But it wasn't, we knew he had connections. It was that, it was finding out after the fact that then his wife was the like, wife, I'm that leaving. Was that really was different. Like that the was the nail in the yeah. coffin But the, 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 the idea is that she all this time didn't even know the extent of his... That's right, and she couldn't stand by now yeah. knowing what she knows. And where has he gone now? All these moments for Elon, uh, like you said, you got to find it. They're not public knowledge, but you found it. It's yeah. Like you paid someone off. No, no, it. I didn't have a PI go in and fuck. It's all out there. Yeah. No, but that's that just like solidified it for me. I had bad feelings about Elon before that. Just watching the way he goes about doing his stuff and the way he plays himself off as this like martyr and like the whole thing just reeks the fuck. How many CEOs of billion dollar companies go on Joe Rogan? Unless it's to talk about I, I don't know. I just it, it seems it's something's something's off for and sure. I, and again, Bill Gates like the narrative was young guy makes good by building Microsoft in his garage. Like we know that was just a narrative they fed to the people. His mom was totally um, like she had all these connections for him. He was like made in the shade. 
Yeah, the the point is he's super rich and he should always have it made. So, somehow he's fallen from grace. Bezos is still up there. I mean, but he hasn't really fallen from grace, Kay. But like, even then, it's just the vaccines have been spread, so he doesn't talk anymore. No, but I was going to say, Kamar, you're also forgetting that like people hated Bill Gates long before anyone long knew before, who the fuck yeah. Epstein was. Exactly. I didn't know who Epstein I was. He has. I okay. feel he has fallen off. Oh no, no, he he's been getting some flack for more sure. More so than With those the, other guys who have all the same reasons. Because they're involved. Because he was like directly involved in the vaccines, where Elon has nothing to do with the vaccines, right? It's just the hot button topic of the moment. Like, trust me, when this blows over and then the carbon credits become the hot button topic, Bill you're going to see, well, Bill will be back for, for sure, but you'll see how Elon has kind of just positioned himself perfectly for the next big boom. And you, I'm sure you've heard about the carbon credits and how people are going to use that as just like a total fucking way to... The new, uh, but they're already using carbon. That's how fault credit swap. But that's already how Tesla makes a lot of their money. This is my, yeah. You're just reinforcing what I'm saying. But that's not in the out in the open. Like right now, people hear carbon credits and they're like, "Oh, this is a good thing that's being done for the environment." No, it's not. It's just another way to milk as they transitioned out of gasoline, out of oil. They have to have a way for them to make money, and this is how they're going to do it. Like, there has to be a shady side to everything, right? Probably. Everybody yeah. needs to get their fucking their their you know dick sweater or whatever, <laughs> whatever the expression is. No, I'm being serious. I though. know. Like, I know. It's not a wonky theory. I don't think. I, I really laughing. think that's the future. And and again, Elon positioned himself perfectly to be a part of all of that. And, and then to Matt's point, like stopping uh, progress to make sure that his interests push forward. Like that is a fucking, that is Lex Luthor type of behavior. Except we don't have a Superman to make sure that we're safe. Well, keep in mind though, this is, it's almost exactly, here's the weird thing. I just, this just dawned on me. Who's the guy that fucking made weed illegal? Yeah, um... The paper baron. The paper baron. The his fuck was name, his name? William Randolph Hearst. It's the exact same thing. It's the exact same thing. It is literally, and Joe has never, I just made the connection, so no disrespect to Joe, but he's never put those two, I, I also don't think he knows about the, the rail and all that, but you know that what I mean? It's the exact same thing. Again, it's just a man who puts his interests above the interest of everybody. Now, in that case, I think he might have been more... Um, Maniacal. Yeah, it might have in fact impacted the populace more, but I don't think he knew that it was going to. I don't think William Randolph Hearst was like, I have to stop um, drugs and weed to make sure that nobody opens their mind. Yeah. I think he was just thinking about his interests. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe like because he was a Rockefeller or whatever, um, they were really the masterminds of this throughout history, keeping the people dumb. Because when you go back and look, this kind of same pattern has repeated itself every, I don't know, hundred, however many years, you know, as these dynasties change and things change. But it's the same, it's the same scam that gets perpetrated on the people. Well, these three gentlemen are not hip to your jive. And uh, one day you'll be say, I told you so. I hate to say a fucking a toe to so, but a fucking a toe to so. Uh, then there was some uh, bestiality talk, which I'm sure... Uh, Simon enjoyed. <laughs> then, I don't like 
bestiality. I just oh no, he just, just likes animals, animals fucking animals yeah, other like, animals. I'm disgusted by people fucking animals. It's called animals fucking. It's just animals copulating. That's what I. That's the good I, stuff. Again, and I'm not out there looking for it. I just think it would make a good television show. Then uh, they started talking about the woman who went on Oprah with the face, and it sounded like Kurt said they should have killed her. What's a, what was that? Sorry. Remember the uh, chimpanzee? Ate her face off. Tears her face off. Oh, yeah. And it's just like really not. That happened on Oprah? Oprah. No, she went on after she had her face torn off. Oh, okay. Whatever reconstruction they did, which wasn't. That good. Maybe plastic surgery wasn't where it was at, but it, it felt like, it was, would you want to tough it out? Well, I mean, I enjoy living, so I'm not just, probably wouldn't want to die. Just want to, want to go out in the sun a lot. It depends if they could fix you, I guess. No, no, I guess you have to see her face as a reference point. I think she should not die, but I wonder. Like, her face is gonzo. Yeah, a monkey tore it off. I'm... <laughs> What would you like to have if they got to bite something off? A pinky? A finger? A pinky? Kyle Kyle said foot. I, I, I think pinky toe would probably be the best way to go. Something on the feet, not the hands. Not your ear, not your face. No, 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 no. Your no. pinky, no. Your pinky balances you. Without your pinky, you're fucked. Definitely your not pinky your toe. dick. But you can get a whole new foot. I, think I don't know. Prosthetic foot. That's what you're saving first here yep. or here. Dude, I could lose my pinky, no problem. Kamar, my my finger, my pinky rather, finger, no problem. Would you rather have that woman's face or have them eat your wang? Your dick off. Eat the wang. Eat the wang. They could remake wangs, man. They couldn't remake her face. Can they we remake wangs? Okay. Yeah, you won't feel anything. Well, what do you think? The, the, well, the, they can probably attach like some nerve. A dildo to you? Wonderful. If they can, if they can make a no, vagina no, no, into a penis, they can do it anything. They can do anything. Nerves, can do anything. So you feel I'm out. It, I don't know. want either of them. You can do anything. Uh, Kyle said his doctor told him he has no fat on his feet, and that's why they're sore. Have you ever seen a fat foot? Oh, for sure. Have you? I, I, yes, ankles, you have too. I've never seen a fat foot, yeah. even on a fat dude. You've person. never seen a woman with her sh- foot in a sh- like a pump that doesn't fit, where it looks like she's baking mm, bread I out never the top. Thought about that, yeah. Maybe. Have you ever seen a swollen foot? Yeah, but that's not. He he's so skinny he didn't have enough fat on his feet for padding, and I thought that was silly. And so did everyone else. Kyle's yeah, that's so, definitely silly as shit. So weird. No, no, it gets weirder because then he said he used to watch kites till he pissed his pants. He was that kind of kid. He just wouldn't stop watching the he kites. He wouldn't leave the yard. He couldn't do anything till he pissed his pants. And even then he'd sit there and just love kites. Like it's, he's such a. So is odd. Is it idiot yeah, savant? Is that the word? I don't know what he is. He's very odd. I like idiot savant. That works. That works. And not pejorative. No, no, no. Like I mean, a, he's hilariously cute, but almost helpless. Um, the rapper that drilled holes into his head to chain. The can't, video can't, can't was insane. Stop. Like, I, I remember saying. Why did he drill holes in his head? So he could have implants. He implanted gold chains as hair. Oh, that's right. It's coming down hair. as like right, dreads. Right, right, right. Well, that's but like I thought, the look. I thought Takashi was like. It's, it's really getting crazy. You saw that person who, like, put the phone in their arm? Is that That's real? the dumbest shit ever. Imagine having a Nokia from, Is like, the real? 90s in your arm. I don't know if it's real, man. Okay. I mean, I know people do implants where they have bumps and stuff in them. 
Usually yeah. those don't work out well. You know what? Yeah, now that I think about it, Kamara, I don't know if it's real. It was an illusion. I don't know if it's an illusion. I'm it sure it's just inevitable. A fake. But it is inevitable. Uh, did you guys watch the football cat? The football cat? Yeah, I saw it. The cat that fell. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Cats. The cat would have lived, even if they don't catch it. I don't know. If it landed on the top of a seat. Oh, it could have killed itself. Like I it's, saw it's a cat. It's going to land on a flat surface land on its feet, but if it gets impaled. Yeah, but they were on like a concourse where it fell. If you look carefully, they're not at, it's on like a, I mean, I'm just saying, I watched a cat fall from nine stories yes. the other day and I could not believe that it the just walked away. day? In a video. I didn't oh. see it myself. <laughs> Lie to us. Just watching cats fall from the sky. Gladstone. No, look, crazy cat stuff. And this cat they caught in, uh, would you jump into that? The whole idea of they hold a sheet, the tension? No. From a story. Maybe from, from a story, you get down already. How like a, high like a is, trust fall? How high is one story? Is well, it like different. the first tower at... Three, uh, it's like 15 feet. Yeah, first tower. Three so stories. So like the high diving board? You could probably just hang drop and don't catch you. But if you had to jump... Do you jump off like high cliffs? I used to, but uh, like it hurts. Do you jump off high you don't cliffs? Do it right. Is that something you used to do? Yeah. Yep. I used to for sure. Yeah. You have no problem with Higher jumping the off high things? Into water? Into water, yeah. No, I have no, no. Zero problem. Like you've jumped off the fourth tower at I've uh, never Carleton. swam at Carlton. Have you ever jumped from towers before? I've never jumped from towers you're, before. You're oh not a real gosh. thrill seeker. You've never like jumped from towers before? Am I not? Really? Are you? I Going fast is one of my favorite driving things fast. ever. Uh, jumping you, off You've never gone the to the towers. I Hold on. I, yes, Simon. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, no, I've never been to the towers. I would go if we want to go this week. I'll jump off the top okay, one. No, well, no, I no. I, don't, I, I believe that's you would. You would just me. go jump of off. You, you have no problem with heights. How? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to get hurt jumping into the water. Oh, you can definitely get hurt if you don't jump properly and you like hit your back or your stomach or. Oh my god! I'm not slap the water. Didn't protect your balls. Didn't point your feet. Just, like we'll get the bubbler for you. You'll be fine. I believe you. I believe you. Even with the bubbler, dude, that you could still hurt yourself. No, the bubbler. I think. I think you belly flop in the bubbler. You no, the bubbler is yourself. only there to let you know where the water is. That's no, the no, only no. The purpose of the bubbler. No, no, it is the not. The bubbler makes it like a softer landing, but it's yes, not like it's a air. pillow. It's almost. It just, it you is, are it is, insane. The bubbler is there just so you know where you're landing no, and nothing no, else. No, 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 no. I know. I'm that pretty is, sure that is, that is the most a, least reason the bubbler is uh, Again, there. I'm not positive on that. Is that like that you can fly and learn to jump all over the place? You're uh, always psychological thing. You thought it did. The bubbler breaks your fall. Mm -mm. Nothing better than being on the bottom of the pool when they shoot the bubbler. And it pushes you up. Yeah, the bubbler's to break your See, fall. See, it does something, man. It's not just. Uh, it's not to give you a target. <laughs> oh, I love how you're laughing. And I'm, I'm about to prove you're not, wrong. That's not what it is. Prove me wrong. I will. Anyways. I listened to this podcast on Saturday. But sorry, sorry. One, one more thing. Would you skydive? Yes. You would. Have yeah. you? No. No. And I would. Bungee jump? Yeah. Have you? I've done the slingshot, the opposite one. The thing you see people pass out on all the time. The I had you wrong, Matt. There, I had no, I did it in Toronto. In the air? Well, no. The one that they did in Ottawa is secret. not in a chair. It's just like you hooked up yeah. to the two things. Yeah. Oh, this I is did the one where you're like sitting in a chair and you shoot up way higher than the one at the Ottawa X. As high as a bungee jump? Yes. Yeah. 
I believe at your apex, you're probably, well, I'm probably The no. problem with the bungee jump, as far as I can see it, I wouldn't do any of them. But I don't like the idea of the after where you're upside down the whole time, you know? And you're just being thrown around. Like I think that. it's pretty quick. Yeah, whole time is a... Yeah, I was going to say, it's like 15 seconds. Yeah, you're not... Uh, I would definitely bungee jump for sure. We have one of the highest ones in Eastern Ontario. You would do of all of that stuff, eh? You wouldn't? No, never enough. So, did you find the years. article where Charles you couldn't Bubbles pay me enough, man? Oh, I forgot to look. Created the bubbler for people to know where to. I, you could hold on. We couldn't enough. pay you to bungee jump. Well, you'd have to pay me a lot of money. Like, what are you going to pay me to bungee jump? Just tell us the, what your number price is. It costs Give me to a, bungee jump. Oh, you need my number. Like a thousand dollars? Would you bungee jump? No, it would have to be like fifty grand. <laughs> fifty thousand more, probably a oh hundred grand. Is that no, enough? I didn't know you were such a pussy. No one's going to offer him that. So yeah, at least that. Hmm. And skydive. Oh, that's even worse, man. The problem with skydiving is you got to start tandem. It's 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 still well. That takes deal. like most of the fear out of it. Yeah, right? I did it. Oh, the homoeroticism that calms you. That's well, in your head, man. I don't think you're thinking about that, and you might end up with a girl. <laughs> Women don't skydive. What are, yeah, I think they do, man. <laughs> Back to nineteen eighty-five. Fucking joke. Um, no, but you never even thought about that. Like, I have a riddle for you, okay? There's okay. a plane crash. Yeah. And the person gets rushed to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, the doctor was your mother. I'm surprised you went there. They all concurred that when uh, men hit the male feminist part of their life, they're, it's their last resort. You know, they had the guys apologizing yeah, yeah. on the video, like Trudeau, for being a male. And um, then they showed the parody of it. Yeah, the Will, so Fer Will these, Forte and Will Ferrell. All those people. And Kurt was like, none of those guys would do this. None of them they, would do it now. They, they, they are, they, either they've shifted or it's shifted that that would be. Just um, the paradigm has shifted. Everything, like it's not the same as it was back then. You, it's, you're not making fun of the same things, I guess. That's why we're going to miss Norm. Because he never bended. Never or folded, bent, bent, bended. Um, he bended like Beckham. He learned what a piece of shit. Yeah, well, shouldn't it be he bent like Beckham? It's bend it like Beckham. Bend it. Bend it over. Um, bend it over. Exactly. We, we, we found out for sure what a piece of shit Bill Maher is. Yes, that he was yeah. on his plane, and that he said, "I don't just, even know the guy." And just treated him like obviously, if you're not. He was trying to fuck Sarah Silver. Obviously. And he felt like he could do it in front yeah. of her boyfriend. Yeah. That's how lowly he thought of Kyle Dunnigan. Yeah. But the, the weird little autistic guy. That he goes on and says, he's, I don't like what he does. I don't even know who he is. And he tried to. Listen, the, we listened to that episode and we all thought Bill Maher was a fucking prick. Well, this just adds to it. And poor little Kyle's like, no, I came because Sarah was there. You know, he's trying to fuck her. Like, whatever. I just, I thought. Bill Maher could have said he I don't think he, he sounded it. like that, but okay. <laughs> I think he sure did. That was um, a bang on Kyle Dunnigan. Yeah, you like that? No, it was awful. And the the Thanos thing. What was the Thanos thing? Well, they just Theranos. They no, Thanos was a blood company. Theranos. No, it was called Theranos. Oh, Thanos, Thanos, Thanos is, the, is the guy who snapped his finger and the half the population thing. disappeared. I no. love how I correct him and he goes, no, Thanos. <laughs> it, That's it's true. Sure that was Bill Gates. Who snapped his finger? Yes. Yeah. Um, the Theranos thing. Theranos. Is there a point where you could pull a scam like that and get out? 
No, it's fraud from like the second you make any money. I'm pretty sure she. They went pretty hard though. Maybe no, if but you they know, like just after hundred million dollars, like, we just can't get to work. This is what I mean. If they hadn't have gone for like the whole, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, maybe. Like if you come forward before you present it to the public as a product, like I before it goes into Walgreens, the tester or whatever. Yeah, before that, they could just be like, "Listen to the investors. We lost it all." I feel like when you're fucking with people's health, then you end up like with people who get hurt yeah. and then they start working backwards. You know, if it's just people getting like ripped off for 10 bucks, they're probably not going to waste their time to try and figure out who fucked them. Does that make sense? No. So like if you're uh, a woman who had cancer, let's say, and you were taking that test to help you with something to do with your health. Okay. And in the end, it kills you because it didn't give you the information you needed to help yourself. Like that's what happened to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Maybe then like your daughter makes it her like life's work to find out why you died. She starts working backwards and it leads back to Theranos being a faulty company. That's what I'm getting at. Gotcha. It's just a special type of crazy to go for it. Like like Enron or what, like, you know. Oh, you have or, to be or, a, um, a damaged personality to think you can get off. away with that. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I mean, like, I kind of look at it, though, like, like me skipping school in grade nine. You know what I mean? Like, you missed the first five math classes and you're like, well... I can't go now. Like I got to just keep, you know, like I, I, I don't think it's necessarily you're like, these people are psych. Like, I think you, are you in a, in a, in a, um, state of discomfort though? Cause you know, your parents eventually are going to find out you're not going to school. Yeah. And I'm sure they lived like, I guarantee you, if you talk to anyone close to Bernie Madoff, they probably say he was a fucking stress case. Like he, I doubt he lived a very, like an overly happy or comfortable life. No, I think you're wrong because yeah. I think for at that scale, you have to be such a sociopath that never you're end. able to like, I've done it. That's I've different though. What I'm out. saying is I think he plays that game where in public, yeah, you would think like this guy's like a billionaire. He's fucking, he's fleecing, you know, he's flossing everyone quietly fleecing everyone. But I, I think deep down that guy was probably a fucking wildly sad. Didn't he kill himself or did he die in jail? I think he died in jail. I think his son killed himself. Yeah, his, his son, son killed, killed himself. himself. Yeah, yeah. but the, and he not died him, in jail. Though. I don't but think I, he. I think he always thought he was the fucking. I, I think. Knees. I think the madness is rounded out by you thinking you're going to get away with it as well. This is what I mean. I, maybe, I think maybe that. Yeah, that, I mean, I mean, that could be the, it. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering because I know when you skip school, you're like, "This is going to come out at some." Well, point. I knew. Yeah, you're like the rug is going to get pulled out. Oh yeah, I mean, like for me, who also would skip school. Yeah, knew I was going to eventually get caught. It would like haunted me. I couldn't yeah. sleep at yeah. nights. I you were waiting it. for that phone to ring, but and you're that's like, "Because I'm like a good person who did a bad thing." Where maybe yeah, Bernie maybe yeah, was a bad, bad guy doing, doing bad, bad things, bad so, things good- so it cancels each other out. They're doing good things in their own head. I'm just saying, like, yeah, look, yeah. we know people, Matt, who are like so egocentric that they can't even see how fucking crazy they are. You know what I mean? Like yep. everybody knows somebody like that. And that's just that personality type that like you're, you can't, you can't even see. Can't even see. That's what I think. Um, speaking of, uh, can't even see. I thought it was a great analogy by Kurt Metzger to say the Afghan war was just a giant fire fest. <laughs> I, it's a, it's a poor source, but, um, Tucker Carlson played 12 or 15 years of statements from generals in the 
uh, Pentagon mm-hmm. the whole time saying about the progress. Uh, hard road, but the progress, the progress, the progress, the progress, the progress, the progress. And now we're here. It's really, I know we've already dealt with it and we're going to say wait for the story to develop, but it appears like they just did nothing there but lose all the money. I, I don't see how it's playing out now in a, they just yeah, but you know what's funny? Killed innocent people. Like you know what's funny is I guarantee you, if someone went back and dug up the last ten years of Tucker Carlson, it's probably him. I guarantee you, there's ten minutes of him like, we got to be in Afghanistan. No, no, you're wrong there. He's always been against okay foreign intervention wars. That's that's his one thing. But it doesn't matter. It, the, the point was that's why I said you'll question the source. It was the government saying we're, things are moving in the right direction. Like they did not do anything. Have we ever heard the, the government? Same thing is. Uh, Therano saying the notes that you know what I mean. It's Have Theranos. we ever heard the government say Theranos. it's not going very well? Well, our government said they were training. That's what we were doing in Afghanistan, training troops. And no, no, that's not the question support. I asked. I said, have you ever heard our government or any government say it's not going very well? Anything about anything. Do they ever come out and say no, that? they never admit culpability on anything until yeah. the, the, well, they just did when they blew up this family. Well, sometimes they have to after the fact. It's usually once they've been found out. But it's only out. because they've been found out. They yeah. never come out and tell you they're fucking up. So yeah. we can question from, from here on in everything that anyone tells you is... Yeah, but you act like... are not doing bad. Yeah, but I mean, even then, they went into like... there's a been There was four wars before that that probably shouldn't have happened too. And like, we didn't learn anything from that. No, I, I, I agree. That's the frustration. Yeah, But just moving forward, like whenever someone tells you it's going well, you can assume it's not. Yeah, we'll I could assume quickly. you're probably not getting all the info. Um, speak of all the info, they talked about Yunomi Park. Mm-hmm. I've seen some reports that she isn't 100% what she claims to be. That's not what they were saying, though. They were saying that there's a disinformation campaign against her they because they don't want her giving up information. They were suggesting that and the, the other no, people. but Not that she's a fraud. Other reporters have said she's a fraud. Okay, that's what Since you, the that's, fact, you like that narrative. No, we, we, we questioned that when we heard it. And then mm-hmm. Schultz came on and questioned too. I mean, Joe is going to the mat for this girl. But it was, uh, you know, like, um, what's it, Lee Camp? Like, it's pretty independent journalists. Like, really not, um, they don't have a lot of viewers and stuff. So it's always interesting when you see their takes. So what is their take exactly? That she was a rich person over there, not a she, poor maybe person? Maybe everything she says isn't true. And that she gets a lot of money to speak at engagements. So she wasn't even from North Korea? Uh, what she's saying isn't totally true. But she I love was how from any, North Korea. I love how anytime anyone gets paid for a speaking engagement, it's like a, <laughs> for some reason we've made it into this huge red flag now. Like, Well, no, but uh, why, who is paying her to speak? Like, it's some political party who wants support to do, you, you know what I mean? And she just... To tell her story, it's not like a one-woman show. But what? But like, what uh, if Harvard? Just, but like, what if Harvard wants her to come talk to like a political science class or like yeah, a? That sounds like it'd be good if she's being honest. But if they're paying her to tell lies, it, it, same thing. Like Lisa tapes. What does Hillary say at those bankers meetings or whatever? You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. But let me ask you this: So someone is paying her to lie to us because secretly North Korea is great. What is the motivation? Um, not that. Or not as bad it is is. I don't know. I don't know what the motivation is. But here, okay, hear me out though. 
there is no there's no foreign aid there's no there's no large amount of money that goes into keeping North Korea shitty. I don't know. I, I, I do no, no, not no, no, know. No, 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 but hold on. Are. I still don't understand why, like, who would be paying her? You think North Korea is paying her? No, I'm asking no. the question. Institutions no. are paying her to speak, to tell people, spread the word of North Korea's atrocities and the hardships there. And yeah, really, this is all North hearsay. Korea is a great spot. That's that would be the argument. I, no, I don't. I, no, I, I'm trying to understand. Why are people saying she's lying? Yeah, exactly. Why are like, people why are saying people she's lying? Are they just angry because she has like fake boobs and stuff? Uh, the only thing that they're saying is that she's she gets paid for speaking engagements. Her motivation is having the most crazy story to be sought after to speak. Why is that? Hold on. <laughs> it is possible. But, but just wait, just wait. There are people who have real experiences and then... Get paid for speaking engagements. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, this could be one of those cases. Yeah, it could yeah. be. I'm just saying. I heard otherwise. I have to defend what I don't know. No, it's and I'm just difficult position. I'm wondering if that's because she has these fake boobs, and people are like, "Well, look, she's spending her money on fake boobs. She has to be some sort of phone." One of the reports I read is that she was a she was a soap opera star in North Korea. Well, that should be easy enough to prove. Why? If she's a soap opera star, just find a clip of her. How do you get a TVs. clip of North Korean TV? I imagine it's not that hard. All I'm saying is the source of the, the Dennis Rodman. Just ask him. Just get it from You recognize Dennis. this chick? He'd be able to tell you. Yeah, maybe. There was less motivation for them to report this about her. It was a big windfall for them because they're not a big news organization. I don't know. Who? But but you argue that a news organization would argue, would arguably pick any topic, right? If it's salacious enough. Like if they're smearing someone that gets eyes and clicks, right? So but, but this is like more credible reporting than Why? Because they're small, that's what you're saying? Yeah. Like they're 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 not I guess it could be argued that it's clickbait. Like but in this age of misinformation you have to choose some stuff to listen to right so like you, you only some of the stuff you see on the news who's they just in this case who's this is is rt they? and lee champ and another they are the ones who are questioning her no they were do the reporting that there are some inconsistencies yeah. with the stories yeah gotcha and not like because you could just turn that around and say lee camp and them are doing that so that they get clicks and it's do you, do you see what I'm saying? We could go back and forth like this all okay, day long. I'm sorry I brought that up. No, no. no. They I, talked about it and I brought it up. Holy shit. We're what? Ha we're what? having a discussion. No, you're not. You're telling me that. Okay, I'm going to stop looking at you. has no validity because they could be wrong. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm just saying they talked about you know me, Park. Yeah, I understand. Maybe she's not what do, she seems. Do you believe that she isn't what she seems? I don't know. Okay, then don't take it so personally. I'm not taking it personally. Holy, okay. All right, move on. They got um, first class flights. That was, that was the last thing we learned. Kyle had, like, he's so weird how he uh, is so gracious. You know what I mean? Like, I, I love Kyle and I love Kurt together. Rated boys. Oh, I don't, this one. I don't, sorry, I don't think Joe wanted that information out there. I, we already knew yeah, that. Yeah, I think so. I think I, I don't, didn't know that. 
did you knew that he paid for like full yep. first class, first class yeah. Yeah. private flights? Oh, yeah, not private. I th- I I had yeah. I'm pretty sure first class. I don't think Joe owns a plane. No, he definitely does not own a plane. No. Unless Spotify sent him a plane. That's part of the deal. You got a Cessna, a single engine Cessna. What's a Swedish plane? Is that a Cessna? Cessna? No, I don't know. Who knows? I give it a two. two. I give it a two and a half. I give it a three and a half. I, I really, Kyle was super interesting. Oh, don't listen to this episode. Do yourself a favor. He's funny. There was some funny stuff, but this episode was just not my cup of tea. And I like both of them, which is weird. Like, I like Kurt Metzger. I liked them I together like uh, better than apart. Again. Again. That's yeah. what I say. Yeah. All right, moving on. Let's get through this. Let's get through the fucking psychiatrist. 1708 Annie Lamke. You nailed her name, though. Did I? Well, probably. <laughs> it sounded like you did. I think it might be Lamke. That's what you said. Lampkey. Yeah, but I don't think I wrote it down right. Anyways, I feel like this is like should have been done five years ago. I feel like Joe doesn't know what an addiction is. Lamp she's supposed to with an E, I said it with an I, Lampkey. Gotcha. So it might be Lampka. No, but he he's had this on before. What do you mean? A psychiatrist? Addiction, drugs. It just seems so like why, as we say, he schedules these um, far ahead or whatever. She How she, she wasn't selling anything either. Why she? I, no, I don't think so. She didn't. I don't remember her mentioning a book ever. How maybe hmm. Joe? She came across Joe's purview. Like what interesting research she was doing. Yeah, I don't know. Like, Sometimes it just takes a tweet, but I didn't remember hearing her. No, I, I, I've either. never. Like usually, he talks about the person at a time or something. Mm-hmm. Um. So she defined addiction as people trying to be in a constant dopamine state, to to always be. Yeah, but then she had some wild acronym for dopamine that I couldn't keep up really, with. Well, she calls it the Gremlins. I mean, I think it depends on the drug. Try, some drugs vary in their no, it, efficiency of dopamine. I, release, I, I, I think she looked at addiction like it could be gambling. It didn't have to be chemicals necessarily, but whatever you're doing to for that dopamine rush and just because it's um, human nature to approach pleasure and avoid pain. But I mean, the bottom line of her is she wanted to do it the old-fashioned way. Yeah, she didn't want to hear anything about like MDMA trials or no. She wasn't feeling that. mushroom Mushrooms, therapy. Nope. She, like she, she was there. Like old, it almost like she felt threatened by those ideas. Yeah, of Joe's. She seemed like the Egyptian uh, scholars, and that's why I think five years ago would have been more interesting without all this research and like she called it. Like I, I know you're getting it with this. Microdosing. Yeah. Yeah, I get it, what you're saying. It should have been five years ago. Yeah, but even then, it no. It feel real. No, it dated. doesn't need to be five years ago because you last week were talking about um, something almost a. What the fuck was it? Oh, I'm such a fucking pothead moron. No, but they didn't have the same research, even. Like, they have more research today than they had five years ago, which yeah, but should I'm ta- have been on. The orthodontics. 
Like if you, you're saying that this woman can get you to where you need to be without MDMA and mushrooms, then you're better well, off I, going this actually, way. Actually, that's a great thing. She was saying the, uh, she was looking at the um, psychedelics or whatever, like a vaccine. Like that, that's just a one stop. That's an easy way out to do ibogaine or mushrooms or acid. She thought doing the personal work would be better. Mm-hmm. Just like there's alternative methods to find mm-hmm. something. Yeah, I think the idea is that those things work hand in hand, right? Like you do yeah, the, mu- the mushrooms and the therapy and I together. Know, I think the way she wasn't getting it. Joe presented to her, she thought it was. I think it wasn't that she thought her out of a job or something. Yeah, I like think the Egyptians. Gone. No, no, no. Yes, I think that's her- exactly it. Okay, never mind. Then. No, no, go on. I'd like to hear the alternate. Uh, I can't remember. Really? Hmm. Okay. It, it, I thought it was interesting how certain addictions are rewarded, generally sports or anything like that. Like she considered that addiction, or I guess Joe presented that as addiction, and she accepted that as addiction. Sports. Athletes who are the best are addicted to winning, are addicted to sports, like, but they're rewarded. And if you're addicted to heroin, you're not rewarded. But it's just, it's like a human consistency in people, but just to different degrees. Right. So if you're addicted to video games, but you make lots of money, then it's not an addiction anymore. You slip through the cracks, but she, she was mainly dealing with video game addiction. Yeah, that's troublesome. Did you, did you feel like Joe bared a soul, like how he discussed his video game addiction? I don't think More he had so. a video game addiction. Well, he does. He's full of shit. Okay, so, so you thought he was putting it on to be part of the conversation? Like, I, I understand. No, what you're listen, he might think he had an addiction. I don't think he fully grasps what having. He, while he had this so called addiction, he maintained two high paying jobs. A wife and a family. So guess what? I, I no, I think I didn't think he had a wife and no, a family. I think this. Was, I think this was uh, he when he fall, was on news radio. I think he'd have fall down this addiction and not have a wife and family, and maybe not even have a podcast. Because he said he had to stop. No, I know, but he was still he still had news radio or Fear Factor, or whatever he was doing at the time. Like I don't know, and Joe. He said he was playing eight hours a day. That's like. Listen, right now there's act, there's there's active comedians on the road that sit and watch Netflix eight hours a day. It doesn't mean they're addicted. They mean they might not have anything else to do. Like Joe was working again. He kept his job at News Radio or Fear Factor I don't or know. or so both. The, the addiction didn't have a rock bottom, both. but you just thought he was conflating. When she the the she was being nice when she <laughs> talks about the people she deals with with video game addictions. It's all they fucking do. They have a serious like. They're incels. That's all they know. It's all they do. Joe was an active member of society. He was probably working out two hours a day. Had girlfriends. Had was getting know. laid. Was going out. Was he was an act? Okay, he was still performing stand up while doing news radio. This, I, I understand what he was saying. It's it's like when I it's like when I kind of flippantly say I was an alcoholic. I wasn't. Well, I think he disagrees with you. Yeah, and he's allowed to. But I think he he may have done it to be like his own personal story. Why don't you throw your opinion in here? You think he had a video game addiction? I had never heard him speak of it like this, but this one, he was like, he almost seemed like he was pandering or bearing a soul. What it, it, it's one or the other. He honestly thought he was addicted and it could have ruined his life <laughs> or he 
He was just saying this to be like in the addiction conversation. I think, again, I, th- I think it helps for his podcast for him to do what he did. I'm not saying it in the in the super negative. Like, I'm not like, fucking pandering piece of shit. Well, I think that's... What, sorry, go ahead. I'm just saying it comes... It can come off better for the sake of the conversation, like you said, to put yourself I in do, there. I uh, addiction. Like yeah, I... He's an alcoholic. Any, anything. Yeah, I think he was conflating more than a little bit, and that's fine, because I think it helped them get to some common ground. Because I think most people look at Joe as, like, a very grounded, you know, um, hardworking, disciplined individual. Which he probably is. He probably was then too. Like that's. I mean, it, but she she said one of the characteristics was if you if you do something to reward yourself, that fades. So maybe he noticed he was playing more video games, but not having as much fun. I don't know. And you know what? Now that I think about it, like Joe seems like he's addicted to archery and addict. Like he puts his whole self. So maybe he was addicted to video games. Like he just he gets so into these things, and nobody calls him on it on being addicted to archery because it seems like a good thing. It helps him hunt it, you know, but hold I mean? on here, but, but th- you got to dedicate hours to that. Like hours. That's fine. But you're missing my point. Addiction to me is like you miss family events. You miss work. You can't like, you can't really offer. That's addiction. Addiction isn't something I'll put it to you this way. Addiction to me isn't something that you yourself can just without any help or intervention, just all of a sudden snap your fingers and go, I think I'm done with this. I think it can be a form of like borderline addiction, but I don't think you're fully addicted until you're fucking deep in the weeds. And you're always addicted for that moment further, even if you're yeah, I don't, sober. You there know. you go. I think that's a good point too. I think if you're truly addicted, it never really goes away, yeah. ever. Can I give you the definition of addiction? Because I think this will help. Addiction is an inability to stop using a substance or engaging in, an, in a behavior, even though it is causing psychological and physical harm. And so I guess that's the point is it like, is Joe's archery causing him mental or physical harm? No. And I don't think the video, I don't think the video game was either. That's my, there can be, there can be good addictions. There can be good addictions. Yes. Exercise or whatever. Like you could argue Stephen King was addicted to writing and cocaine and cigarettes and a lot of other things. Sure. But one of them made him filthy rich and one of them maybe tore his marriage apart. Sure, but, but you could listen. Fifty percent of marriages end in divorce anyway, so you know, I wouldn't exactly say the odds were on his side on that one, but I guess I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. My point, though, is like, if you're addicted to writing, it's not you know, it's like you were talking about the positive addictions. Like, no one sees a problem with that. Again, let's say you were making it to, you never missed your job, you were never late, you made it to all your family events, you were an upstanding citizen. And then you just spent every other waking moment writing. No one has a problem with that. Right. But it's not the thing, right? Because you could be a guy who writes every day, misses family events, never gets anywhere. And then it's a bad addiction. Well, no, then it's actually, but I think we just hit the nail on the head with your description is in mine, it's not hurting anyone. You're not emotionally distressed in yours. You can't do, you can't get on with life. So it ha Right. Yeah, no, I'm just saying it's definitely the person. It's not the activity. Sure. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Silly. She was saying that she felt that um, with addiction, whatever you do to reward yourself or to feel the pleasure, that over time fades. It it never keeps hitting the same. Um, Well, that makes sense. I feel like gambling has to be an exception to that, right? 
Well, no, because you keep you need to bet more. No, but if you want, but I'm saying yeah. like if you eventually won like five million and your biggest win up to that point was like you know a hundred thousand, would that not be the biggest? No, you'd feel like you could have won ten or something. No, I, I think maybe yeah, you might be I right. I think you, you might would just right. take that money and then parlay it into like Probably. bigger bets. Yeah. you know that's the, yeah, the yeah. addiction part of it. I know a guy that won fifty grand on Poker Stars, and I was like, good for you, dude. And then like I saw him a month later, and he was like. Oh, I took like five thousand out, and a lot of the rest is gone. I had to try it. Yeah, and I was like, "Jesus Christ!" Yeah, she asked you a difficult question, which you could answer. And as I'm about to ask, I'm thinking, "Do you remember the happy experience in your life? Happiest, happiest experience in your life." The happiest experience. She asked Joey. Said, "I've had too many great experiences. I, I just can't answer this question." Now that I believe. In his case. Right? Like, Joe's just like, I don't know. Think about it. He loves fighting. Imagine all the insane fights he's seen firsthand. The birth of his children? That doesn't... No, that's what I thought. I just... I, thought thought gonna say I didn't get there. I was just saying, on that level alone, if he never had kids, just the amount of chill shit, like... The amount of cool people he's ah, been around. Like, like the first time doing a stadium, you would probably be happier than can't, any fight. You probably you can't go. remember it, but it's the day you were born. Like that's got to be the that's your happiest day. You can't remember, but that's got to be like you're coming out of the womb. I doubt it. It might be your that's, worst. That's day. what you're saying. Your Maybe happiest it's day was. the worst. It could day. be the worst day. Yeah, no, I think it was probably the birth of my child. I don't know. Like no, she she asked the question. It's sort of like. But there you go. Hold on. You it's jumped pretty. down my throat, being like, "It'd probably be the birth of his kids." We just asked you, and you were like, "Well, I don't know. Maybe." Was well, that the happiest day of your life? What was the happiest day? Answer now. It was the day I was born, followed very closely by the birth of my child. Okay. I can't remember that. I'm just assuming. I don't have the answer, Kamar. No, it, it, I don't think it's an easy answer. Maybe for some people, it's the day they leave this planet. Who knows, man? Do you remember the biggest poker hand you ever won? Not enough to remember. I, I think- do. I do, too. Pocket eights. But do you remember the biggest one you ever lost? Because if you also don't remember that, then it doesn't matter. Oh, no. I've never lost like $1,000 in a hand or okay. something. Or even $500. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not addicted to poker like that. Oh, I don't think it has to be addicted. I just no. meant in general. No, like, that's what we're talking about. Is No, no, ha- but... Okay, go ahead. The happiest moment, and she, I think, was trying to say, is what people are doing with addiction, trying to... She was trying to explain dopamine. Do you remember your happiest moment? I, I, I was thinking about it. I think it was when I, I went to Cuba, sort of down the dumps and came back and then won uh, a comedy competition next week. And the next thing I know, I was at a gala and performed at, for like 700 people at um, Algonquin College. And prior to that, I was like, I don't think I'm going to do comedy. Like, it was, I forgot I was in this contest, won it. Like, it was just like, it felt euphoric. Every time I've done a new milestone of comedy, I've, it's hard to share, though. You know what I mean? The day I got married, I'd like to throw that one into the mix. You should have <laughs> done that first. Way too late. Way too late. Uh, have so you ever wanted funny stuff? Man. Have you ever wanted something really bad, and then it not live up to the expectation? Uh, everything in life ever. Yeah, I have. Like, yes. Not, nothing specific. These are questions no, she, she just, was posing. But to I Joe. think everybody has that, right? That's the diminishing returns on addiction. You start going to it like, ah, I'm going to get this. It's like, oh, it's not that. I'll do more. And then all of a sudden you're. 
Yeah, but I think that's... Suck a dick. You don't think everybody, There's diminishing returns in everything. You don't think everybody's had that before where you want something really bad and then you get it? I said it? yes. Oh. I said everything in life. Oh, okay. It's very general. A guy had a nail go through his boot and was like in seething and pain and they could not give him enough drugs till they finally knocked him out. And they found out it had never... Placebo, baby. ...touched him. Placebo. Well, this is just when... Sh- she should be open to any sort of things to cure addiction. You know what I mean? Yeah. When not everyone's brain's different. If you got the nail through the boot, you wouldn't freak out. As you're saying, all those guys didn't even feel the pain because they're just happy. To be going home from the To war. be going home. It's an interesting idea. I think everybody's different though, right? Like everybody has a different of, threshold. Of course, for everyone's different. So... All medicine, all treatments have to be individual. Mm-hmm. We can't look at anything like uh, this well, help people function. I mean, some things they have a pretty good idea on the whole work for everybody. Judging by the, you know. Like, like vaccine? Or, no, I, I, I was I, thinking like aspirin. For the most part, aspirin relieves people's headaches. They it, do the test. Some, they can see that some this amount of people. Some percentage die on aspirin or like. Allergic to anything. Yeah, fine. That's not my point. I'm not even talking about that. I'm just talking about like certain drugs do work. I would assume they're not all placebos. Maybe they're placebos. I don't know. Maybe aspirin doesn't work at all. Addicted to aspirin. Like maybe it wouldn't work if you took it all the time. I don't know. (laughs) Well, I'm sure everything loses its um, viability as it goes. Do you think it's a challenge for her that she's never done anything Drugs. Like she's never tried anything. Do you know what I mean? I thought she said she did get addicted to things. But not chemicals. Not chemicals. Gotcha. I mean, what we're going through here is everyone gets addicted to something, whether it's a good or bad addiction is... I would want my addiction therapist to have been addicted to something. It doesn't have to be drugs, but something. Addicted to exercise? To know what it's like to be addicted. Just, to be compelled to I think that's a weird flex, yeah. but whatever. You do? Yeah, I think if someone can help you, like... They don't have to have it's experience true. in it. You know, I had an art teacher once, and he would never show us his own work. And I thought that was weird, like... Really, as someone who could, won't show your own work, you find that weird. Yeah, but I'm not teaching anybody art. Like, I'm not... I'm he, sure his attitude is like, I don't have to show them jack shit. Well, that's a shitty attitude, I think. I, I just think if you're going to teach somebody something, you should I mean, have I, no problem showing the stuff you do that you're teaching them. So how did he teach you art? What do you mean, how did he like teach Like he never art? drew a thing on the board. Never no. put pen to pencil. No, it was a painting class. Pen to page, sorry. No, he, it was a lot of uh, He never put talking. one brush stroke. I mean, I'm sure I see him paint a brush stroke, uh-huh. but I don't even know like what his style of painting was. Huh. He could have been like a guy who painted stick figures for all I know. <laughs> Did you get better from the class? Mm, that was my own fault, but he was still a prick. Huh. Well, you still you still hold that. She. Liked to tie some sort of spirituality in uh, the recovery for addiction. 
not God necessarily, but something almost mysticalized thinking. Because that, that's sort of what you got to do, right? If you're going through therapy or something, like it's you, me, and whatever Debris. you can conjure up to be inspired by. Which brought up the AA guy, and the guy who started AA started getting LSD, so they kicked him out. And they wanted to separate themselves from him. Isn't that interesting? Shows you they're a sham, too. Well, or it's just disagreeableness, and you boots the trail plays are out and they end up being right she was just so much against any of these anything doing something to stop doing something she did not agree with yeah i mean her her she should have said i love that everybody's trying different stuff this is the path i'm taking for my her concern was very simple her concern was that someone's going to listen to joe rogan and say oh i'm depressed i'm going to go get some mdma because i heard on joe rogan that therapeutically MDMA could fix me. She thought that was a risk, yes. Yeah, and then someone's going to go out and just do fucking bathtub MDMA and not... That's her concern. Set and setting. I don't think she necessarily is like as staunchly against it as you guys are putting out there. Well, then why didn't she just explain it, though? She was adamant. She she thought it it was way more valuable to do it the old-fashioned way and get more tools with you. Yeah, but I also think that she wasn't like... I think she just wants people to get better. I don't think she gives a shit how they really do it. I don't think it was nefarious. But I think her fear was that, again, you shouldn't just be at home willy-nilly like, oh, I just take mushrooms every day because it's going to make me feel better. Yeah, probably not. She didn't didn't like the idea of microdosing. Like the way she she said microdosing was very condescending. Yeah, I think she was staunchly against it. Well, she's entitled to her opinion, yeah. Absolutely. She knows she's doing, she's telling people. Disagreeing with her opinion, yeah. She uh, said there was a tribe that just gets wasted once a month. Everybody. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like a get it out of you. The kids, everyone gets wasted. Do you think that sort of makes sense? I mean, it's interesting. The idea of taking the mushrooms as like kids where it just becomes this normal thing. It's interesting. I don't know about like. Kids getting drunk. That seems like a weird... Uh, well, everyone gets drunk, so it's like... But was it getting drunk, or were they doing some sort of hallucinogenic... No, I think it was alcohol. Like, I think it was alcohol. If it's alcohol, it's a terrible it's idea. idea. It's a terrible idea. This is what get it out of the system. Well, she liked that idea, in a, a control thing, <laughs> okay. and it was more like a um, tribal ceremony than well, that takes us individuals back. choosing to uh, feed their addictions on their own time. It, it wasn't necessarily a binge thing. It was one day a month. Who was the Marienko there? You know, he was on Rogan. He did the uh, something key. That was his book about like um, the mixing drugs with all the Brian Marasco. Marasco. Like it brings you back to that where it was all just a normal part of society. And then it became, you know, tabooed here as they were trying to keep people dumb or like numb. I guess would be a better description. Wow. Do you think it'd be cool if are really into this? If right? everyone did mushrooms like once every four months, like everyone? I don't know. It was mandated by like the government. Oh, it'd be yeah, you're huge on mandates, so. <laughs> Oh, no, of course. Would that be a good, would you be down with that mandate though, Kamara? If they said you have to take mushrooms once a month. 
That's part of my Patreon mandate. Well, you see again, so that, yeah, all right. We're not getting into it. I'm not going to get sucked in. But you just did. No. She I would, stopped it. And that was my last notice. She wants to fight addiction the old-fashioned way through psychotherapy. But she's a psychiatrist, so I think she can prescribe drugs. She can. But she, she wants to do she's therapy, a psychiatrist. hard work, introspection. No, no, hold on. She prescribes drugs. She must. She does. She, or she can. She just didn't like the idea of those drugs being... Well, just because you can doesn't mean you like to, right? Or acid or MDMA. Uh, is it, yeah, acid, I guess. Whatever, whatever drug you think will get you there. Rate it. Like Ibogaine. She wasn't... Li- sorry, just one sec. She wasn't listening to the Ibogaine. Joe was like... I don't think people want to do Ibogaine. It's like a punishment, but it ends up, you know, rewiring some of your neural pathways. And she, I think she was stuck on this idea that people were going to want to, like, get off on doing Ibogaine. She would not wrap her head around that. It was she not wouldn't a pleasure wrap her head around it. That exactly. you wouldn't want to do again. Yeah. Much like DMT. Because I think she was conflating Ibogaine with something like mushrooms, you know what I mean? Where people would abuse it the same way they abuse acid or whatever. She just wanted more research, but she was old-fashioned. Kick it, get over it. I think maybe she was in favor of in the immediate thing to help get over the addiction, but like four weeks later, we want you doing nothing. Well, again, that's what Ibogaine is. You're not doing Ibogaine... But she didn't want people to do Ibogaine. She was against it. I felt everything. Yeah, I just she don't think she research. knew anything about Ibogaine. I just felt so. like it, it would have been more interesting five years ago, more research come out. But Would you do the one where you have to puke um, ayahuasca? Ibogaine and that, I think, are totally different, though. That's like a head trip, right? Like You trip out and see stuff. Ibogaine, you just feel awful about what you've been doing. I think there's some euphoria in ayahuasca or chippiness. I don't think Ibogaine is at any time like. Well, the way Kamar just described Ibogaine is my life, so I'm good there. As far as ayahuasca, no, I probably, I don't think I would. If you were there? The way they describe ayahuasca doesn't sound like euphoria. It sounds like a really fucking uber intense mushroom trip where you're, no? Uh, Yeah, I think you cry and. Yeah. You go through all the emotions. Yeah. Would you want to do that? Of course. You would. Yeah. Interesting. Totally interesting. But like when this podcast first started, I was for sure like how how much does it cost to Peru or whatever. But now I feel like it's so out there, it'd be so much easier if you went down to do that and got scammed by like some shitty shaman or whatever, you know what I mean? Like even the experience, like, is this a real thing? Or is this a, mm-hmm. there's too much, you know too much about it now. Did you before. get raped while you were sleeping? Oh, maybe. Or tripping, rather. Worst case scenario. But it seemed like 10 years ago, if you were going to do it, you'd find the witch doctor or whatever, shaman, and it'd be legit. I mean, I think you can do it in America now. In some underground Don't have to go to place. South America in the jungle. like Because that'd be the other thing is like, Doing it, drinking some bad water or something, just getting yeah, there seems sick to be, jungle fever besides the drugs. Like somebody was telling the story where they were doing Ibogaine and they like went out to the outer part of like the camp to puke. And there was like a black panther there or something and they thought they were tripping out, but there was really a black panther there. 
Is that something they told on Rogan or did I hear that somewhere else? I don't think I've ever heard. You've never heard that? Yeah. That might be with Annie Letterman a Mm. month ago. I don't think so. Rogan. Anyways, but I mean, that would be, uh, you know, they're doing it in the jungle. So that would suck. You end up getting eaten by a panther because you're tripping out and you don't know to run away from it. Mm-hmm. I unfortunately listened to this at normal speed and it took a long time. It felt this like a was four only hour a podcast. two hour podcast. I know it felt like a four hour podcast. Hmm. And it's like Joe invited her on. Nobody knew who she was. And then he kind of just disagreed with her. Yeah, it was, it was a really weird one. I, I just don't see where this came from. Just weird flex on his part. And it was two hours. So we know he wasn't. Oh, he wasn't into it. No, I don't think so. Rate it. Two. One and a quarter. One. Okay, that's an episode. If you made it this far, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, We want to thank our sponsors first and foremost. Uh, Don't forget to go to betterhelp.com slash J-R-E-E for 15% off your first month. Um, And thank you to, who was it, Kamar? Bet DSI. Bet DSI. Make some money. Yeah. Don't forget to check them out as well. There'll be a link in the description. Um, we have a YouTube. It's youtube.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. If you want to see what the fuck we look like, you can go over there. Hit subscribe while you're there. Maybe like something. Uh, it would help us out a great deal. Uh, the socials, uh, Twitter and Instagram, both at J-R-E-E podcast. You can follow Kamar on Instagram. At Kamar Bar. Yeah, I guess you can follow me on Instagram at Floydy, F-L-O-Y-D with five E's. Um, and then, of course, there is a subreddit. It's r slash J-R-E-E podcast. If you want to join in the chat, you can do so there. And the Patreon, patreon.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. If you want to support the show, you can do so for as little as $5 a month. Um, and for that $5, you will get the post shows, the show after the show where we shoot the shit. And you will also get the backlog of old episodes of This Won't Age Well, the show we went back with some old episodes, and we did what we do here. And mandates. Get in before you're mandated. Do it if you're on free will. There you go. Um, that's it. I have nothing else to say. Anyone else? This post just going to be fire. Okay. There you have it. Have a great week. Enjoy your weekend. And as usual, keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open.